I didn't notice you were. How's yeah. the uh, heating thing going? That's how it's going. Bloody, I'm, I've literally been wearing gloves uh, and I've been wrapped up like I'm bloody outside for winter for the last week so are you warm enough then at the moment yeah I'm warm enough but my hands are not I don't know what it is I, I don't know I just think I don't have bad circulation or anything I just my hands are just very very cold okay are you not even thinking about putting it on for like you know not, two hours not for a, a second because I saw how much it cost last year and I'm not paying that much again so fair enough fair enough we're actually we uh, I'm trying to remember what we figured out. We used the the least amount of energy we've ever used in the last couple of months. Really? Yeah, just because we haven't had lights on, we haven't had heating on. Like it's ridiculous. We're paying so much lower than we were. It's great. Are you not turning any lights on at all? Well, apart from the one I got on now, because we have to record. But yeah, I try have the showers in the dark. <laughs> really? I only turn lights on if I need to see. And a lot of the time, I just sort of well, like you can't fumble even around. See in the shower, don't you? Like, because you get up quite early for work, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but I can. My, I feel like my eyes have adjusted. They can adjust quite well. You can see pretty well in the dark if your eyes adjust. Fair play. But if you're constantly in the dark, your eyes are going to be constantly adjusted. Sure. What, what's what's it like showering in the dark then? Pretty easy. But like, is it cool? Do you find it cozying? Do you find it? I mean, yeah, I usually have my phone on because I'm usually watching like a video or something. So I've got that, you know, sort of ambient light lighting up the room, I guess. What, you mean you just leave the video on in the background while you have a shower? Yeah. But I mean, I can usually hear it pretty well. Does that not wake your mum up? Well, I mean, I I tend not to do it in the morning. I'll do it in the evening. I'll watch a video Uh, in the morning and the morning just sort of like up and go, you know. Fair. <sighs> well, right. CPU is good, so let's stick to it. Jay, do you drink Coke or lemonade or like fizzy drinks? Nope, I can't anymore. Because of the acid reflux thing? Yeah. Okay. Are you sad about it? No. I don't cool. miss it. I can't drink alcohol. I can't have caffeine. I can't have chocolate. I can't have... Did I say alcohol already? I can't have yeah, did, yeah. too much something with like too much of a tomato in it. I can't have anything with mint in it. Can you have like tomato pasta? Uh, I mean, preferably not. But I mean, I, I a lot of things have tomato in them, so I just sort of get over that, I guess. But I've been since I've been not having caffeine or chocolate, I've been pretty pretty good. So I'm thinking of cutting out even decaf, Jay, because I'm starting to get really bad heart palpitations sometimes. You're starting to cut out decaf? You mean like coffee? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's more caffeine in decaf coffee than there is in bloody regular tea, so. And I was having regular true? tea. I think so, I don't know. I know decaf tea is 0.2% the amount of caffeine in a regular cup of tea. So whether well, or not. I think decaf coffee is about one fifth of a normal coffee. Okay, I think a normal coffee is 80, 80 milligrams or something. God, that seems like a so lot of So 20 milligrams, I think, is actually less than tea. I think tea is like 30 to 40, so. I think decaf's about the same. Decaf what? Oh, sorry, you mean a regular tea, normal Yeah, regular normal tea, I think, is about 30 to 40 milligrams, so half the amount right, of okay. coffee. Okay. Something cool. like that. I don't well, know. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of cutting out, because like, yeah. I had the Diet Coke the other day, just on the rare occasion. Probably a good idea. The fridge, and my heart palpitations were not, not good. I mean, I still get those without it, so... Really? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I guess this is what getting old's like, eh? 
Okay. Well, we've got a huge show, loads to talk about, uh, obviously a lot to catch up on. Busy period of the year, towards the end of the year, you know, October, November, December, loads of games coming out. So, oh, not saying I'm playing stuff. new games, games but lots of stuff to talk about. So, let's crack right in, Jay. Um, I hope you guys are ready for the ride, because, yeah, it's going to be a meaty one, I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, before we begin, Jay, we'll start with you. Yeah. To begin. Okay. I think we'll go through your games and we'll just go through the order <laughs> on the dock and go from there, really. Sure, okay. So, I haven't spoke to you about what you or do you want to do these in? What what, right. what are your thoughts? I'll just start with what I remember. Uh, I guess we'll, well start with uh, with Gotham Knights, I guess, seeing as that was the longest to go. Sure. So, last time we discussed Gotham Knights... It was about to come had... out. It was coming out that next week, I think. No, we we recorded when you just started playing the the Saturday morning after. Oh yeah, you know you're right, was? you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just started playing. So, it. You just started playing it, so we haven't spoken about it since you started playing it. You told me that you really liked it or you enjoying it when we you were playing it. Yeah, because so, there were a bunch of issues with it not being in sixty frames, it just being at thirty, which ultimately right. didn't really hinder it necessarily. That's sure. the thing with with sixty frames is it's basically like saying. Well, if you don't have it, it's like, you know, it's like, well, you could have had it better, but you chose not to. Um, and I think sure. with the game being such a uh, high res, uh, like 4K experience, having it in 60 definitely probably would have made it almost unplayable. Or at least trying to, it would have made it very, very stuttery and awful. Oh, uh, you mean so. with like frame rate drops and stuff? Mm, probably, yeah. I honestly didn't have any issues. Like, I had zero issues with, the, with any amount of, like, you know, problems necessarily okay um, what about um i think the other issue is like sort of story length when we last discussed it um, well i i quite liked it i think i mean it wasn't well, like the longest, not, it wasn't the pound but... an hour right you know, yeah i'm trying to remember how long it took to. i can't actually remember i think it was i mean it was like roughly 24 hours or something you know Maybe yeah, 30 hours. great, is it, for a 60 quid game? No, it's funny. It's actually like on sale right now for really, really cheap. So had I waited... <laughs> Standard. But it is it Black Friday sale. Well so. right? No, it definitely didn't. True. But, um, yeah. And the so fact that it wasn't in 60 Jay? didn't help. Um, what was that? Sorry. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the game overall? Now you've finished it, you've had some time to reflect. Give us your, let's dare I say, review... Give your thoughts on, on, on Gotham Knights. Well, it definitely um, is lacking in a lot of areas. Like it, it's it definitely tried to be like a bunch of other games, but not quite hit the mark, I guess. Like mm-hmm. the UI and the and the way that uh, the sort of menus played out almost made it look like it was initially going to be like a like a Avengers sort of uh, live service type game. Right. But then it's sort of like molded into a single story thing later on, which is fine. Um, yeah, it almost feels like the amount of story that was there wasn't substantial enough, and it almost like they had it been a live service game, it would have been added on to maybe later, and this, that would have been extra stuff, you know. But they just, I guess, they took what they had and just made it into a single player experience, which is what, fine. So you think? So you think development started with an Avengers type thing? Potentially. And then yeah, they thought actually we'll make it single player. It kind of had that kind of vibe with the amount of loot and everything, and the way it worked. It was very, it looked very similar to all the Avengers stuff. 
Interesting. Did you uh, did you enjoy your time? Did you think it was a I good did. game? I did. I played through it twice because I had to do New Game Plus. Uh, for achievements? Yeah, for achievements. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, technically, yeah, for achievements. Um, okay. There was only one or two, I think. Um, I didn't get to play every single character. I only played, I played my first playthrough with Robin, Red, uh, with Red Hood, and then my second one was with Robin. Um, I was planned on going back to play it because in three days there's going to be a free update with some sort of like tower sort of horde mode thing, which I, I haven't really been thinking about honestly. Is that, that that's the one we discussed where it's yeah. be like a free mode? Yeah, like a free thing to sort of like uh, you know add a bunch more content to, to it. Basically, yeah. I was going to go back and do some grinding of like loot and everything, but I don't really feel like. I've got too much going on to be able to do that at the minute. <laughs> mm. I'm playing too much other stuff, so uh, I'll come yeah, back to enough. that probably. Maybe, maybe that mode. Do you know if that's going to be like Ghost of Tsushima Legends, where it's free for players who haven't even owned the game, sort of thing? Yeah, I think it is. It's a, a free update. If you if you own the game, it's a completely free thing. But like, if you don't, but it won't be like a mode that you no, can play if you don't. It's not. Own like it. it won't be a separate thing. No. Right. Okay. Can't imagine so. I think people are also hoping that they've added some sort of like uh, bug fix to the game, an extra update potentially to do with frames and stability sure. and stuff. I mean, they've they've def I think they've updated it maybe about four or five times since release to help with stability okay. and bug fixes and stuff. So they've definitely been on it. It's just uh, you know keeping on it, I guess. It sounds a bit. It sound. Don't get me wrong. You you know it doesn't sound like a terrible game. It does sound a bit disappointing, though, considering the wait for this game and, yeah. and, and about what two years. I think doing. I was waiting because I joined. I joined the Discord August twenty twenty, and it came out October. When did it come out? October. So, October twenty twenty two. So it was basically two years, a little <laughs> over two years. So right. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm I'm satisfied with the amount of time I had with it, but I think overall it was maybe a disappointing. You know, it could have been better. That's the thing. I think I feel like the the theme of like recent games I've been playing is oh, it could have been better. Like we've had, we've had. That's the thing. We we know we now know what it's like to have the best possible version of a particular type of game. Final Fantasy Seven. And then having to go back and play the worse stuff, the not as you know the people who haven't had as much money to put into it or something. It just sort of makes it feel slightly. You know, lackluster. Like we've had it too good for too long, kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm wondering whether you know, because the the cost of making the AAA games is ever going up. I'm wondering whether we just need more studios to make AA stuff. Frankly, because then it's less financial risk, and it's not as much commitment, and it won't take you know five six years to make. Um, but you can still make a very impactful experience. You know, um, I, I mean we. It's funny because we've got like quite a few games now developed by very, very, very small teams, if not you know one to five people, and they're huge. Stardew Valley, Undertale, Tunic. Isn't Stardew, isn't Stardew Valley like literally like three or four people? <laughs> I, well, I think it's one main developer called Concern. Yeah, as well, basically. Yeah. yeah. The funny, I think people. I I remember there was a podcast I was listening to before about, or it might have been a YouTube video about how. Uh, the game industry is sort of the way that it's set up in terms of how developers and how people get their money from the game is actually no, I even might have been Maximilian talking about sort of like rights about games, you know, like the people who get paid for 
making a game is is all sort of surrounding the rights you have depend like let's say you're trying to make like a marvel game but you're not you're not marvel you're someone else who's been given the rights to it for a certain amount of time like the amount of money you get from that is going to be a lot less it's going to be divvied up differently than someone like the guy who made Stardew Valley who owns everything so he gets every single penny and he that's his choice where it's good where it gets divvied up you know sure like there's like, basically sure, no like... middlemen essentially is what I'm trying to say yeah totally like apart from like the xbox store where you've got yeah. to sell it yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally i get that and i just I think that. that's you know like he's incredibly lucky i guess to have had that happen you know the well, amount of popularity and how lucky how well and hard did. work right well he yeah, it must have been, yeah. And, and he's definitely i think they've updated it they update it all the time you know they add so much to it all the time so totally yeah, i mean yeah. he had co-op mode right and it's so it's not like, he's, like he's Terraria not is another one of those, isn't it? It's just like one of those sort of right. basic things. It's probably made bloody billions at this point. <laughs> or right, yeah, made totally. so much. Uh, and even like single player experiences, like let's say Hellblade, always comes to mind, right? With double A stuff, like that's uh, that's an experience uh, experience where you know five six hours, and I, I loved it, and a lot of people loved it. So yeah i guess i don't know jay the games industry is in a weird place uh, the, I, I agree with you there's a lot of triple a games at the moment where i'm just like Phew. you know what i mean so i you know i, I mean? platinumed gotham knights i did that pretty yeah, yeah yeah i did that fairly quickly i think i started playing the friday or the thursday night whenever it was and i probably i think i platinumed it by the wednesday or no the tuesday pretty good going for Jables. I think I would have done it on the Monday but there was a glitch I can't remember what it was now you hit what a glitch for the achievement yeah oof there was something that happened that didn't the, pop the something, achievement list overall go on sorry go something on. didn't pop and I can't remember what it was uh, it took like a day to Did pop you have to replay it no I, I didn't have to redo it it just took 24 hours to pop so I would have had it Ugh. I would have had it 24 hours earlier but you know the, the time doesn't matter it's whatever it just took was that like literally the last achievement then? I think so yeah right okay I can't remember I, so, so how long was the now. list overall <laughs> yeah great super easy didn't really have to think about okay. much honestly I think the collectibles were probably the I mean that was the collectibles were pretty, pretty easy as well so uh, anything um, missable or difficulty no, related nothing or anything? missable all good. Lovely. Yeah, gotta Lovely. love that. Yeah, I think the only thing I Great would uh, change is how you acquire loot in the game is a bit convoluted. Okay. Like the way you get the high level stuff at the end of the game, which is like, isn't it's not really like guaranteed. It's like a really weird sort of grindy weird loot system. I kind of wish they'd made that a bit more obvious and how it worked. Okay. Like you go like what, like. what do you mean? Like, like color codes and stuff. Yeah, there are color code stuff, but like you, they say you go to a thing where you know you're you've got a chance of getting a high level gear piece. Like it, they don't make it as clear on the thing that says where. You, like you can go to a place and just randomly get one rather than knowing you're going to get one from a place. Like I kind of, right, I kind of so like wish there was a bit more. Three, like there's certain bosses which you know you can like grind against to try and get certain weapons, but yeah. in Gotham Knights it was more random than that sort. Yeah, of thing. it was slightly more random than I'd like. So other yeah. than that, we're alright. Yeah. What about the characters, Jay, in the story? Thoughts on that? Yeah, it's actually kind of good. Definitely no issues with it. Um... Okay. It's you know it's sort of like whatever. <laughs> it's sort of like it was like I was I'm definitely not going to forget it anytime soon. It's just uh, 
Was the ending okay? Like, was the Court of Owls cool and all that stuff? Oh, you know? yeah. Like... Um, yeah. It sort of leaves okay. it in a weird place, I guess, if they're going to ever do anything else to it, but I don't think they'll ever do anything else soon. Okay. I don't know. Right. I'm just happy that I played it, and it, you know, it's sort of over now. <laughs> to a yeah. Wait for this free update to come out and see what happens, see if I'm even going to bother to try it. If this free update comes with, you know, an extra 250, 500 gamer score, would that entice oh, you more? I doubt or are you not it, bothered about that? No, I'm not really bothered. At the minute, I'm not bothered. I've got way too much to deal with at the minute. I, I, the only time okay. I'm going to go back to Gotham Knights is if I have literally zero to buy. Okay. So, All right, fair enough. There's too much, too okay. much stuff. Right. Shall we, shall we leave the big one for last? Shall we go to... What was next? Warhammer? Uh, yeah, so there's a new Warhammer game coming out. I was talking to you about it last night. Yeah. Uh, if you know Vermintide 1 and 2, it's basically like the, the fantasy side of Warhammer made into a sort of Left 4 Dead type game. Um, but there is actually quite a lot of skill involved. There's a lot of sort of like dodging and strafing and uh, and like particular combos you can do to like keep you alive. Because it's almost like Left 4 Dead but playing on hard essentially. Like it really is like a it's a strategy game and a Left 4 Dead game at the same time. Like there's a lot there's a lot of like brain power required if you want to be good at it. There's also like a loot kind of system and there's like you know the story that goes along with it. So um, and yeah they finally made the the 40k version which is the sort of sci-fi version. Um, and yeah it's called Dark Tide rather than Vermintide and it looks great and it's coming to Game Pass so. I can actually play it because I think initially I remember uh, I looked it up a couple of months ago and said no, it's not coming to Game Pass. And I think they've they've obviously struck a deal since then that they've been happy with. So, oh, uh, okay, right. Yeah, Sick. I want to say I checked probably like three or four months ago, and they were like, no, definitely not coming. But they might have been oh. uh, they might have been sorting out a deal or something. So a fairly yeah. good release for Game Pass, I suppose, during these winter months, perhaps. Game Pass is having a bit of a. Uh, it's having a, a couple of games come out that are gonna, yeah, really solidify it as being like the best of the best at the minute. So. Yeah, totally. With um, Dark Tide, uh, Jay Balls, um, um, I, I, I remember watching a trailer for this and thinking this looks quite interesting. I'm not sure if you recall as well. It might have been Summer of Gaming, perhaps, mm-hmm. or even the Game Awards last year. I can't remember, but yeah, don't know if you remember that. I'm sure. sure we, we, yeah, yeah, I think we spoke about it. it definitely. Yeah, it's one of those ones where. <laughs> There's definitely a little bit of uh, research you have to kind of have to study it a little bit before you go in. It'd be sure. it'd be a bit of a steep curve if you just went into it blind. I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. As I don't fair know enough. if you remember Killing Floor Two. Do you remember that game? Rings a bell. Yeah, it still sort of hangs around on the store. I bought that game a couple of years ago, and I probably I probably spent. Well over a hundred hours on that game. It's much like uh, Left 4 Dead, but it's sort of like a more of a horde mode. It's like if you just had the horde mode on Gears or whatever. You know? Okay, sure. But there's on different like maps, I assume and stuff. Uh, yeah, different maps, different uh, classes, I guess you could say. And sure. uh, yeah, sure, if, sure. if if you're a fan of Killing Floor 2, uh, the soundtrack on that is much like Doom. Like it's all very heavy stuff. Like, I wouldn't sure. be surprised if if Mike Gordon was involved in that at some point. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, um, it's it's sort of giving me Killing Floor Two vibes. So if I can get that same amount of excitement I had for that game into this one, then I'll be I'll be happy about that. 
Did you watch uh, watch bloody hell? Did you see that game? Uh, is it Metal Hellraiser? You know, like the rhythmy based Doom one. Yeah, I saw sure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried it? Are you interested? Or... No, I'm not really that interested. I've sort of seen it around for a while. I remember there's been a couple of iterations of uh, of those style of games, and actually they're very good at speed running. If you're a fan of watching speedrunner games, that's definitely okay. one of the ones to watch. I'd say. Nice. Okay. Cool. Did you also see that? Uh, sorry to detract. So just you know, comes to mind. Um, did you see that Evil West came out as well? Yeah, I out? saw that. That's sort of it's funny. The Evil West reminded me of. Sort of, it feels like a 360 era game. Yeah, totally. Like I, I, I've seen people online talking about it and sort of giving their two cents, and they were like, "Yeah, you, you, you're not playing this game for like a modern experience. You're sort of pay, playing it as like a nostalgic, go in, run and gun. Just it's almost like a, you know, like a, a day of a game of old type thing." Yeah, that's what Skillup was saying. The yeah. uh, Australian geezer. Yeah. It looks good, yeah. yeah. It looks like uh, like a 360 game, but made for new gen. Now, yeah, totally. It looks like it knows what it's doing. Yeah, and I'm, I I imagine it's going to come to Game Pass, so I'm going to wait on that one. Yeah, I, it sure does look like you. a Game Passy type game. I definitely, definitely. I looked at it and went, yeah, I'm not going to buy that, but yeah, I'm glad it exists. It's one of those you know ones where I'm like, I'm really happy that there's certain people who will be loving that game. So. Totally, and you've also got upcoming releases on the dock, Jay. I'm not sure if there's uh, any sort of any more you want to discuss. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it was just a sort of like breeze over. Oh, what there was one, you know, Atomic Heart. Yeah, yeah, I've been that. talking Seems about that trailers. game for like years now at this point, but that's finally coming to Game Pass, which is pretty cool. What this year? Uh, no, next year. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it, it comes cool. out. Nice I mean, game the game actually grab. comes out. I think in February. I think. Okay. So luckily, it's coming on Game on... Pass as well. Because I was, I was actually planning to buy it, but uh, because it cu- it comes out really close to uh, Dead Island and Hogwarts, I was like, maybe I won't be able to afford it at the same time. So uh, I have to. I'm going to be honest one. with you, Jay. <laughs> that game to me completely looks like Still Rising or that sort of oh, game. Oh really? Where, no, no, yeah, no. It looks no. interesting. Concept interesting. No, no, I know it's a different type of game. Well, no, I mean like concept looks interesting. Trailers look good, and then it comes out, and everyone's just a bit like. Eh, I feel like this no, Atomic no. Heart is much like Cyberpunk, or like um, even like Fallout, where you, it it looks amazing. Like it's one of those games where like the entire gameplay we've seen is all like PC next gen kind of like 4K <laughs> high res like graphics. Sure. But yeah. depending on how what the game story is like, the actual mechanics of the game, and whether or not it plays well enough on console, that will literally make or break the sort of future of how these games are made. I think because it it literally has all the the it hits all the right notes of potentially being one of the greatest like Fallout esque type games ever. Really? Are yeah. we being that confident with it, James? Well, no. I'm just saying it has the potential the prerequisite you know sure the potential okay. it has everything i look at that and go oh this could be one of the greatest games of all time or it could okay. be completely awful like it almost gives me like a metro style of of look where i think okay. metro sure. looks amazing like the new metro that came out but because i remember they showed the the a demo of it like four or five years ago maybe even longer than that now and everyone went oh yeah. this is gonna be the next best thing yeah and it came out and nobody played it because it wasn't that good well, I heard it was. I heard it was pretty good. Well, I'm sure it's yeah, great, but right. I feel like it didn't have the the impact it could the have impact. had had um, 
I almost feel like it's a timing thing. Weirdly. Well, like, I reckon had quality. that Metro game Xbox... come out 10 years ago and had this Atomic Heart game come out 10 years ago, it probably would have been game of the year each of those years it came out. Like, it just well, feels like the new Bioshock. It's called Metro well, no, I mean right? the Metro that came out recently. Sure, but it's sure, completely... Like, I feel game like game. these these sort of games are like those sort of games you look at and go, oh, this is like the next big Bioshock or like Horizon. Sure, or like cool. one of those games you look at and go, well, that's a contender. Like, I'm just hoping it's... it's like I'm hoping it just comes out like that. I'm hoping it comes out and people... It's like, oh, this is going to be a contender. Like, you could, there's some games oh, you can you. just tell, you know? I hear but this you. is one and of those ones where it's did on the look line. really cool. And I think Xbox even opened with it in E3 one year. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you remember that. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you, I think you're right about that. Yeah, it yeah. had a lot of potential, but I just... I don't know. A lot of times they just fall flat. Really yeah. odd. Uh, I, guess, I mean, it might be due to, like, you know... Um, too many games coming out. It might be due to, like you yeah. say, maybe the game just isn't as good as it needs to be to hit that, like break the mold and, and really. It's get almost like mainstream. games need to go viral nowadays to like have any amount of like staying power, you know. Stray, for an instance, right? That's yeah. Quite that game wouldn't have done yeah. as well if it didn't go as viral as it did. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's almost like games have sort of become like online content now, where they just need to go viral to actually do it any good. Here's one for you. This is a bit dramatic, right? Imagine Stray, mm. you're playing like a raccoon instead. That'd that be great. probably would have impacted or made it less memeable just because it's not a cat. Do you know what I mean? Or even if it was a, like, change it to any other animal, a dog, an elephant. Right. A well, yeah, but people like dogs, don't they? That's giraffe. what I'm saying. Like, depending on the animal, there's a level of virality that 100%. makes it. You know, cat is like the ultimate viral animal. It's literally the animal that it got memes. That was like the first meme. And there's cats. Can I has cheeseburger? Like it's one of the oldest ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of, of that things. game, dude. I like, I like that game. I still need to play it. <laughs> it's it's good. It's quite short too. I'm that, gonna... might, that might be a lovely little game for you over Christmas, Jay. If you if you fancy it. Well, a I've really got I've got game. plans for. Well, actually, do I have plans? I don't think I even have plans for games necessarily for Christmas. I'm hope there's a bunch of games I'm playing now. Where I'm like, I hope I get that done before then. But maybe I'll go back to Gotham Knights over Christmas. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so next we've got Persona Five. Yes, I'm about eighty hours in. <sighs> I'm very close to the end. I think if I wasn't, if I was playing the original game, I'd be pretty much at the end. But because I'm playing Royal, there's like a bunch of additional stuff I need to do after this. So, I got the impression Jay Royal was more like 120, 130 hours. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Over oh, we're going to Jable speed, Godlock speed. Is that right? I mean, I uh, trying to think. I'll probably, I'll probably get this thing done between 100 and 110. More okay. likely. I mean, it might be before that. I don't know. It's it's hard to say at the minute. I don't really know how much extra stuff there is. Um, How's the achievement guide going? As complex as ever, you know? Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's fairly easy actually. It's a lot easier than you think. Is it? Yeah, there's no difficulty uh, okay. achievements. Thankfully, there's fifty eight achievements I think 52 something like that same as like Guardians then sort yeah of it's 1000 yeah, okay. G so there's no extra stuff um, okay yeah it looks pretty simple like it's not difficult <laughs> it's, it's just time consuming okay alright it's the same length finding... as like the uh, AC Valhalla but just much easier 
Okay. Not as much to think about. Good comparison. And thoughts on Persona 5J? Still loving it? It might. It's probably in my top 10 games of all time now. <sighs> thing is, I'd have to rejig my list. I haven't looked at my list, and I don't know what to take out. <laughs> Jay, I've got to bring it up again, just because we talk about it so much, right? Yeah. Well, one, you are genuinely making me consider playing this game. Honestly, it's... it's. I'm I'm thinking about buying the soundtrack. Like, it's oh. so good, dude. And sure, I'm playing it sure. in Japanese too for curious That's people. That's cool. Because if you okay. hear the English dub, it is awful. <laughs> I really? Can't. I can't. I I've seen clips of it online. and I'm like, oh, it's so cringy. Jeez. It's just so much. No, if it, honestly, what's funny? I can't take English seriously as much as I used to. I find it so much easier to take a foreign language more seriously than I do a, a English. I get that. It's I get it's that. just it's cringy. If not, I don't know. Question number two. <clears throat> Mm. How are you not freaking out about the time-based stuff? There isn't. It's not you know. necessarily time-based. Like, let's say if but, I if I if I started the game and I was halfway through and it was like part of the day, and I left my control, sat my controller down, unpaused, like nothing would change. Okay, but you you still have to make choices, don't you? As yes. To, like, so you spend time with. You can, there's definitely like, not. it's not necessarily a correct way of playing the game, but there's definitely like a recommended. If you want to be able to get all the achievements, you have to follow a guide. You you wouldn't be able to do it without one. And any guide you follow is going to be slightly different to another. So I actually, I had a look at the guide I'm using now versus another guide, and I was like, oh, they did that thing like a month later, or they did that thing a month earlier. They just did it in different order. So you can get to the same conclusion. You just got you can do it in different orders. But there's definitely a recommended so, so one. Can you see for certain? Like let's say, so there's like a, a stat-based system where you have to have a certain amount of like knowledge or proficiency or charm, and to be able to get the amount of charm you need for certain uh, dialogue options in like October in the game, you'll need to by the end of like August have a certain stat to a certain level. Let's say like that, right? Okay. And you would not be able to figure that out unless you follow the guide. Okay, fine. I but get that. I, there's no, like, because I'm already, like, you get you get maxed out pretty early as long as you follow the but correct like, guide. But, like, surely there's missable content if you, like, go one way and not the other, if that makes um, sense. Because, like, surely if you're, like, right, you can hang out with Kate or Lauren. No, because by the end of the go... game, you'll have, you'll have done every single hangout opportunity. So you, so you there's see no pretty necessarily much everything missable. the game's got to offer. Yeah, Is I mean, right? there's yeah, because every every person you hang out with has a rank out of ten, and by the time you've got them to rank ten, you've done every single possible hangout you you could. And you can do that in one load file. Yeah, definitely. You have to, I think, to be able to get the achievement. I mean, I'm ranked that ten with. I think out of the like sixteen people <clears throat> you have to rank up, I'm probably ranked ten with like nine or ten of them. Is it turn-based, by the way? Yeah. How we how do we feel about that? Brilliant, my favourite. Yeah, I'm not sure I feel about that. Why? Well, it's a bit old school, but if it's done well, <laughs> I don't mind. It's done very well, yeah. Okay. It's a great okay. art style. I think that also helps. Sure. Because it is basically like playing an anime. Sure. I've seen the UI. The UI looks crazy. It's, that was probably one of my favorite things about it is the fact that the UI, like the whole thing, is sort of based around the tarot cards. 
Are you sure? Um, so like even your name, like you're called Joker, that's like your alias in the game. Um, and like all the confidants who you have to rank up, that's like what they are. They're all based on certain tarot cards, so there's like the Tower, the Hierophant, the Counselor, Lovers, Death, there's like all the classic tarot card sort of like things. And each each person is assigned their own tarot card and you have to sort of rank them up as you go along. So. Here's one for you, Jay. I think this shows the uh, brave... Well, I think this shows how passionate the Japanese developers are because if any Western developer were like, yeah, our main character's called Joker, you know what's coming? What, you mean like Batman Oh, Joker? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's funny. I, mean? like, I, I haven't even thought about that, honestly. That's what I mean. Yeah. But like Persona 5 comes out, game of the year and all this stuff. And the main character is called Joker. Well, and yeah, not but... a single person has been like, oh, yeah, look, you mean like Batman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm sure people have made that comparison, but they're probably people who don't understand the fact that the Joker is also like the part of the tarot card thing, right? And it's also like Joker sure. is like a, like a deck of cards kind of thing. Sure. So it's sure. just sort of like, it's basically like the, you know, what do you call it? Like the, the jester, essentially. It's sort of more of a jestery than a actual, like, yeah, type thing. So what's the priority list looking like for you, Jay, then? So obviously we're about to talk about what you've been playing, mm. but uh, is Persona 5, are you looking to get that done before Christmas? Yeah. I mean, I was hoping to get it done before Pokemon came out, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so I, you playing I, it quite I a lot? underestimated how long. Oh, yeah. No, I was playing it every day. Okay. Um, I, ha- I think for the last week, I basically haven't touched it for about five or six days, and I started playing it again last night, so... Okay. I'd say Persona is so definitely priority one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you brought up the other P word, Jay. I did. Pokemon, yeah. Pokemon came out a Pokemon! week ago. Well, a week and a day ago. Scarlet and Violet, ladies and gentlemen. The new gen Pokemon games are out and yeah. in the wild. Gen 9. There's loads of reviews out yeah. there. I'm going to fucking slate it. But before we do that, Jay, come on. Tell me, you haven't. I haven't heard to ask you anything. Yeah, you haven't asked me Give a single thing. What's going on? What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Um, Have you finished them? Have you finished? Yeah, both? Have I you finished, finished it. One? I've I finished just Scarlet. I have both. I haven't even opened Violet because I'm potentially going to resell that in the future. I'm hoping it'll what? like. I'm either going to play it or I'm just going to resell it for like a bunch more. I don't know. I'll see. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Switch games resell for quite a lot, don't they? Well, Pokemon games resell for a lot. <laughs> Depending on the shit. popularity of the game, that they can resell for a lot. I don't understand, Jay. Why don't they just make enough copies? Because they don't know how many people are going to buy them. They don't want to waste money. Fair point. Okay. And I'll talk about that. So, in a why did you pick Scarlet over Violet? <laughs> Scarlet had a better legendary, better okay, looking cool. legendary. Actually, I can show you. Hang on. You should. I already. I already looked. Oh, yeah, I know, but that. just yeah, for yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. Please. For the, for the uh, audio listeners, Jay's going to show us the cases for Scarlet and Violet in his uh, Thermos gear. I'm like decked out. I feel like a bloody tank. I'm not going to lie, Jay. You look a little bit like a homeless person. I mean, no, that is, that. that's kind of what I'm going for, to be honest. It's quite funny how the audio quality of his mic has not changed, but he has actually moved from the camera, believe it or not. Well, no, it's because I've got my mic on my head. I know. Duffer. Right. Is it wireless, by the way, or not? No, it's wired in. Oh, okay. Hang on, hang on. You okay. look like you haven't got any fingers left. <laughs> you just got, you got like butts. It's, it's obviously <laughs> going to be backwards, but these are the two. Okay. 
Okay. They're looking at Just each other. Just to let you know, Jay, it's fuzzy on my screen, but That's obviously fine. you're recording the pod, so it should be fine. Yeah. So Scarlet's the one on the right, is it? This one here, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. And then if you can tell, but one of them almost looks like a prehistoric, almost like a dinosaur, and the other one looks more like a robot. Yeah, why so it looks like a robot. That's right? fairly intentional. Yeah. So part of the story is that the professor of the game um, is sort of like absent. We we don't actually see them. We only see them on a TV screen very briefly. Okay. Um. And, Do I need to uh, say spoilers, Jay? Do I need yeah, to say spoilers? I mean, to a degree, not much. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but it's literally just the premise is that there's a... Uh, well, in previous Pokemon games, in Sun and Moon, they figured out how to open up these wormholes to let these weird legendary creatures come through. They were called Ultra Beasts, essentially, right? And you could travel okay. through these wormholes to get to this other dimension to be able to fight these creatures. Um, is this Tanakius or Arceus? No, this is in Sun and Moon. This is from like 2013. Oh, this sorry. Is a long time ago. Yeah, you did say. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they sort of uh, expanded on that premise in this game in that there's a portal that is being opened by the professor. And these, uh, depending on what game you play, either the prehistoric Pokemon come through or the futuristic Pokemon come through. Oh, that's cool. So if you have Scarlet, you can get Pokemon like Great Tusk. Or Scream Tail, or okay. um, Scream Tail. Some I can't remember what it's called. It's like it's like Descending Moon or something. Uh, oh no, Roaring Moon. And basically, these are like uh, names given to these prehistoric Pokemon, but they're actually like the. Uh, I guess you could either say they're the ancient version of Pokemon that already exist, or they're the the. I guess different dimensional versions of the Pokemon that already exist. So Great Tusk is Donphan, which is like a sort of elephant type Pokemon. Screamtail is like a new version of Jigglypuff. Um, oh, okay. And Roaring Moon, I think, is a new version of Salamence, which is like a big dragon type thing. Okay. Um, there's definitely more than that. I'm just calling the ones I remember. Um, yeah, but yeah, they all sure. have like these sort of like weird, like ancient looks to them. If you play the Scarlet version, and if you play the Obviously, Violet version. They have like a. They all. They're about all robots essentially. They're all made out of metal. And you, and you preferred the kind of more prehistoric look then. Well, I like you? them all, but I just prefer. I don't know. I just like the way that the prehistoric legendary looked. I much prefer the way the legendary looked because you actually get the legendary in the first hour of the game. What? So this is the first game ever where you get your legendary Pokemon within the first hour, but you can't use the Pokemon until the end of the game. You can't like battle mm. with the Pokemon until the end of the game, which is what you usually get, right? But the thing you can do with the Pokemon is actually ride on the Pokemon. So you can use wow. them to fly about, to run, and to swim, and to climb. Because so what they did so in... So the legendary Pokemon becomes like your main like mount. Yeah, basically like a mount. Because in Arceus they had the same thing. They had ride Pokemon. But they were the, the ride Pokemon were sort of divvied up between different Pokemon. So if you wanted to fly, you had to use a, the particular flying Pokemon. If you wanted to climb, you had to use the climb Pokemon. If you wanted to run around, you could use a different Pokemon for that, right? And swim and whatever. But they've sort of taken that idea from Arceus and then made it into just one legendary and they can, they can do everything. So is this game very much a, 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 a sequel to Arceus? <sighs> Not really, no. Technically, it's actually a sequel to the previous game because in the game, they talk about how... They talk about events that happened in, in Sword and Shield, which was the last gen that came out. Okay. Which I think is actually one of the first times that a Pokemon game has ever referenced something that happened in a different area of the world. 
Wow. Or at least like that blatantly. Like this thing about with with Pokemon, there's actually like a library you can go to and it gives you a bunch of like lore about Pokemon and stories and stuff. So, which is pretty cool. So in terms of this game, so I do want to ask you about spoilers because I don't give a shit. But um, (laughs) what we'll do is we'll just cover like the main basics. So how did you find the game, Jay? Did you like it? Did you love it? What would you rate it? You're the best. No, yeah. What, what do you think? Okay, so I'll start with people. Like the general consensus is this is probably the best Pokemon game that's ever existed. In terms right, okay, I'm of stop you right there, Jay. Okay, well I didn't explain yet. But go on. Sorry. All right, carry on. So uh, you know, I'll get. Well, I'll let you get there. Uh, in terms of like the things that used to make it hard for you to make your Pokemon like competitive viable or like if you want to shiny hunt for a Pokemon it used to be a lot like it used to be very very hard like the thing the items you had to get you had to really like grind for or yeah you had to sort of grind to really get them essentially but now you can just buy them outright from the start of the game which is kind of amazing um, so in terms of like uh, how easy it is to do certain things in the game now it's the easiest it's ever been Maybe other than Arceus. Arceus made it extremely easy too. Um, graphically, it's probably definitely the best one, uh, which I know you probably have an issue with, but it definitely is. Like if you compare it to Sword and Shield, it's like it's head yeah, it's way above, way way above. Um, but the only the only thing that dragged it down, well, actually, oh, the story was actually probably one of the best stories as well because they split it to three, they split it into three stories because in previous. Pokemon games, it's it's kind of been hard to follow because it's multiple storylines but in one linear thing. Whereas now they've actually split it up to three and they all sort of converge at the end, so it sort of makes it a bit more easier to follow and it all actually helps with the open worldness of the game. So the story's good, gameplay is great, things that make it easier for you to actually like do things in the game is much better. I was this is probably one of the best Pokedex is of the game we've ever had as well like the the variety of pokemon and how they actually play in the game is probably one of the better ones in previous pokemon games we found it like really annoying like if you get like a pokedex that has like pokemon that aren't really like fun or viable for the run it can make the game just seem a bit naff overall Uh, but yeah the thing dragging it down was definitely performance like it's very laggy very stuttery in places um and a lot of people have been having a lot of bugs with the game, so didn't really hinder my experience too much. I've, I've, I'm one of these people for some reason where I'll play a buggy game and never come across a bug ever. <laughs> I, I think mean, I've only had, that does seem to keep happening. To it be does. Fair. Cyberpunk. I didn't have a single bug experience until the update of the game later. Um, sure. With this, I think I've Nothing only come nice. across um, two bugs in the entire game, and they're not like game breaking. Right so. Okay. What do you reckon then, Nick? What do you want to say? Yeah, a lot. I want to say a lot. Okay, hey. so, so you you love the game then? You think it's one of the best, right? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying. I actually think I prefer at the minute. I prefer Arceus. I was just going to ask you, obviously, because we have this new spin-off to compare it to now. Yeah. And I was just wondering what your thoughts were compared to Arceus to begin. I with. think Arceus probably is my number one Pokemon game at the minute. Okay. And is is this very much in this you know the same sort of open world stuff, right? Yeah. So Arceus was sort of split up into five areas you could like travel to, and then it had a hub. Whereas now they've sort of done that same thing, but taken away the loading screen in between each. So you've just got one massive, and three. Oh, one know. massive landmass, yeah. 
the sort right. of the main city in the middle and then the five areas split split around that you can just walk to and go to without having to load too much honestly actually there's basically okay, zero loading game. yeah okay so they've just right, taken away okay. the walls and made it one big thing which is great okay fine because you can fly about and climb and everything so you kind of have to be and how many new uh how many new pokemon are there roughly so i think 103 which is one of the bigger ones we've had in recent years i think in sword and shield there was only 81 new pokemon um i think before that we had i think i think the lowest amount we have new pokemon we've ever had is like in the 70s or 60s and the most we've ever had i think was in a couple hundred so having a hundred is pretty decent honestly okay fine and also, if you get, like, if you want to fill out your Pokedex, I assume there's ones that you can't get that are in Violet. Yeah. Can you, if you play, if you played Violet on your system, could you, like, theoretically trade with the game you own, or do you actually have to find someone with the <clears> other game? Yeah, so the way you get around that is, there's a thing called Pokemon Home, do you know what that is? Like the, the weird hub thing, right? Yeah, Pokemon Home is basically a place where you can store your Pokemon from multiple get Pokemon games. So if, let's say you had like a Pokemon game, <clears throat> like your original Leaf Green or Fire Red. <clears throat> what you used to be able to do is, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's around anymore. Um, but you put it in Pokemon Bank, which was sort of like the, sort of like 3DS or the, the old DS version of Pokemon Home where you could store your Pokemon. Um, but now they've gotten rid of that, so it's hard to do that. But they've sort of made Pokemon Home, which is... Yeah, so you store your Pokemon in there, and if you want to trade it between games, you can. Um, but they, they, they say that the home integration isn't day one, so you won't actually be able to use that until next year, unfortunately. So if I wanted to like catch what Pokemon in Violet and put them into Scarlet... I could, it's a brand new Pokemon game. Yeah, you can't po- even they've store... been really bad with their integration of home. Like It's awful. Like They didn't get home integration with BDSP until like recently and that came out in November no that last came year, out right. yeah November last year it's like a year ago so it took I think it took them like nine months to be able to make it work <laughs> oh for some God, reason they're terrible. just like really behind with all that stuff so so the way to get around long... it now is you can either trade with someone who you know who owns the other version or you can try and do the raids in the game and try and hope that you can um, catch the Pokemon that are in the raids instead what and in the raids there's Pokemon from from both from versions, the other game. yeah. So I've already like there's a there's almost like a mascot of the game uh, other than the legendary called um, well they've got Armor Rouge and and Serilege and they're sort of like different versions of the same Pokemon but in or like evolutions of the different Pokemon but in different games. So if you want the purple one you have to have Violet. If you want the red one you have to have Scarlet. But I've already caught the purple one from just doing raids so i now have that in my game but i can't catch it in my game if you know what i mean what's a raid sorry yeah so in um sword and shield they introduced something called raid dens which were places where if they were going to do special um events for pokemon you could like capture them in these like raids where you could fight with other people to like take down the boss pokemon and then catch it afterwards um, you also get items from doing raids, and then you also like really le- like legendary items, I guess, like really hard to get ones. Um, and there's different like levels of raids. So if you do a one star, you're going to get a Pokemon that's going to have terrible stats, and you're only going to get really terrible items. But if you do a six star raid, a five or a six star like special raid, um, you basically get a Pokemon that's guaranteed, I think, five out of the six best stats, um, and you're also going to have like really really good items from it as well. So, but so the higher the, the stars, players? the harder it is to kill the Pokemon to be able to catch sure. it. Sure. 
And do you do these with other players? Yeah, so you can do it online with three other people and hope that they know what they're doing. <laughs> or you can do it on your own and the game will fill in the blank with like with a, an, a CPU type And have thing. you found that in great. your experience the, 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 the raids by yourself are okay? Or? So if you do a raid by yourself, the timer goes down every time someone dies or their Pokemon dies and you respawn your Pokemon every time you die. Um, if you do solo, the three other people, whenever their Pokemon dies, the timer doesn't go down. It's only when your Pokemon dies. So it is slightly easier solo. Um, but if you do it online, if anyone dies, the timer just goes down in big chunks. So you kind of have to, like, don't, you have to not die, essentially. Like, I've, I've got the Pokemon I'm using. I've got two Pokemon I'm using for raids at the minute. And they're both maxed at level 100. Um, and that's pretty much the only way you can do these really, really hard raids. You have to have a maxed at Pokemon. And they have to be level 100. Because the, the they boss have this sort of end game stuff. Yeah, the boss Pokemon at the minute, I think, are level 75. And if even if you're level 75, you're, you're going to struggle. So you need, you need to be level 100 max stat to even have a chance. <laughs> right. Because okay. I'm, I'm doing it with and, people who also have that, and we can still lose, you know. So. And and the raids are in the new one as well, then. But yeah. So in in Sword and Shield, they were called raid dens, but in in Scarlet and Violet, they're called terror raids because the new mechanic or the new gimmick of the game is terrestrialization, which is essentially making your Pokemon be able to change their typing for the rest of the match i guess so as let's say at the minute i've got like a rock and a poison type pokemon if if i know that the weakness of my pokemon is fighting then i can change my terror type or like hopefully catch a pokemon with the terror type of whatever's resistant to fighting so that if they hit me with a fighting move i'll resist it rather than taking super effective damage from it so you can use terror typing as a defensive tool, or if you want to make it an offensive tool, you can make it to something that is the same type as you you already have. So if I make my terror type a rock or a poison type, I can then use a rock or a poison move, and it will do four times the amount of damage against that opposing Pokemon rather than two times. So I can either make myself have way more damage or take way less damage, depending on the terror type. But you can't, like... The terror type of your Pokemon is fairly static, like you can't change it willy-nilly, you kind of have to like grind in-game to be able to change it later on if you want to. And okay. that's, that's probably like the hardest bit of it at the minute. This is all very, very like, you know, inside baseball kind of stuff, but um, yeah, yeah there, is, sure. there is a massive end game to this, to this, so that's like the good thing about it, I guess. So, have you finished it? Are you still playing it? Like, what's yeah, the, what's I've gotten to the point where I've sort of done everything, I've caught the legendaries... The only thing I really need to do is recatch my main legendary because you can technically have two. You can have the ride one and like a battle one, um, and then yeah, I sort of I guess I can just shiny hunt now. I can do terror raids whenever I want. There's currently an event on at the minute as an EV event, but I'm not really fussed about that. I'm waiting for the Charizard event to come out and then I'll do that. Okay. Because at the minute Charizard um, isn't in the game, but he's about to be in the game when they do the special terror raid event. So. Okay. And furthermore. Furthermore, sorry, I keep losing track of my thoughts. <laughs> I'm not very good. I need to chill out more. I think meditate more. Keep focus. Sure. What was I going to ask about? Probably about whether I like a certain thing or. Yes, the legendary Pokemon. Yeah. Are you much more attached to them? Oh yeah, because you, you sort of, of game? yeah, you're with them for the entire game. So that's definitely one thing I. Is probably one of the best things about it is previous legendary Pokemon I never really gave a shit about. I always just put them straight in the box. I never really used them. 
Yeah, because I just I had no attachment whatsoever. Get in there, Kyo. That's the good thing Get about in. by the end of the game, like my party of Pokemon, like I love them all. Like they're they're my Pokemon, you know. Sure. Like I yeah, you can you oh, you can obviously nickname Pokemon and stuff. I don't I tend not to do that, but I now have like an attachment to the, my Pokemon that I use until the end of the game. And luckily, when sure. so you know how you used to have the Hall of Fame in Pokemon where you could like check yeah. who you yeah. used in the Elite Four. Well, now you can add a ribbon onto your Pokemon that says they were used during your Elite Four experience. Oh, so when cool. you release them, it'll say their name and it'll say like Paldea Champion next to it. That's cool. Because they're now the champion Pokemon of that region. So, so in terms Small of the detail. game, Jay, yeah. what I want to ask you about is the fact that you mentioned that a lot of people are pretty positive then around across the board. Is that is that fair to say? It's sort of like a so love hate relationship. Right, okay. I'll tell you what my perspective is, Jay, if I may say Please, so. Yeah. My perspective is that it is exactly what I thought it was in that the Pokemon fans love it, which is great. And it's more sort of Arceus type stuff, which is great. Um, but the game looks like dog shit. And sure. it runs not great. And it looks like a PS2 game. And I don't care, Jay. I, I don't own it. You like it. That's all that matters because you like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, I think it feels like the line between the Pokemon fans and let's say Nintendo fans and everybody else is, is getting bigger as the games go on. I don't think Arceus was was necessarily perhaps as big, but it seems as though this game, right? Like I think it reviewed quite well in some areas. Some YouTubers saying actually this game's trash. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure the truth is perhaps somewhere in between, but um, I just wanted to bring that up, I suppose. Yeah, it almost feels like the bad reviews I've seen are almost on purpose as like a uh, like a protest of like um, letting Nintendo know, hey, we're not happy with the fact this game doesn't run very well. We love the game. We think the game is absolutely brilliant, and we're happy with the amount of effort you've put in to actually like change it up Do slightly. Stuff. And yeah. the actual like the you know mechanics and everything are great. Like the way that you know the experience is great. It's just the fact that it doesn't it runs like terribly, basically. I'm shocked that it runs bad because Nintendo usually are pretty good on that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Nintendo have never had a game that ran bad. This is the first time that any any Pokemon game has ever run terribly. And also, why rush it out anyway? Because we've had two Pokemon games in the last year anyway, so there was no reason they needed to get this out this year. Well, right? I think like... COVID definitely didn't help, because technically, there's supposed to be a new generation of Pokemon every three years. And we're now, this is the year that the new Pokemon game was supposed to come out. So the next Pokemon gen will be 2025 now. End of 2025. 2025, okay. Yeah, it's supposed right, to be okay. every three years. So it's almost like a a rule they have I guess but now they, they're, they've made it a point to make in between games like every year or every year and a half they'll release one now so okay, I think right. people were sort sure. of like saying you know accusing them of being like oh they don't have enough time to make the game but I think a lot of it was because there's different teams that work over there so you can't really blame that because it's not the same team working on two different games there's two teams working on two games I think I definitely yeah. think that it was just they were just being slightly more ambitious with the open world aspect had this game not been open world, it would have ran fine, I think. Sure. Because sure. I think if you had made Arceus what this game is, it wouldn't run terribly. Because there's just so much more to load. So the game's struggling to keep up. That's well, all it is. With no Switch Pro out there, it's, 
Yeah, this game was made you... for Switch Pro without a Switch Pro existing. You reckon? Yeah, 100%. If, if we had a Switch Pro, this game would have been flawless. Would you buy a Switch Pro if it came out? Not right now. Uh, maybe maybe by the next maybe by Gen 10 because <laughs> I have okay. a feeling by Gen 10 the Switch Pro will have already been out for about a year or so <clears throat> I'm hoping sure. so yeah once we get once on the lead up to the next generation I'll probably get a Switch by then yeah that's my plan because obviously okay. by 20, end of 2025 that'll be will be three years or how when did the what year did the uh, Xbox and the PS5 come out was it 2020 or 2021 2020. Right, so 2027 will be the same amount of time between Xbox One release and new gen release. So 2025 will be sort of my, my console between now and then, and then next gen will be when I get a new console, Xbox and PlayStation. So. Sure, okay. So let's go spoiler mode for a minute. Sure. Actually, no, quick question before spoiler mode, actually. Um, did you find that, that that change to the trainers thing was um, oh, big? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, funnily enough, yes, I think that definitely had it made my experience different. But there's a reason they make, they give you a reason to to actually go fight the trainers in this. In that every or almost every Pokemon Center, there's a guy standing outside of it being like, "If you battle this many trainers in the area, I'll give you a special prize or an item." And a lot of the time, those items are pretty valuable. So, good incentive. Cool. So I made it a okay. point to where whenever I came to a new area, I'd always go fight like five or ten trainers, come back, and he just gave me the the reward every time. So I was like, sweet. So yeah, and also the trainers tend to be on the routes that you go to, right? So they're like on the main roads essentially, but there are quite a few that are sort of like around the area as well. So um, I will say that probably the only other big thing is um, this game was probably one of the easier Pokemon games I've ever played. There was there was almost no challenge whatsoever. Isn't that a, a rising complaint, Jay? Because yeah. I, I remember Sword and Shield being dead easy from memory. From no, Sword and Shield was difficult. Oh, okay. I think it was yeah notoriously difficult in areas. Um, oh, okay. It almost feels like they've had feedback from younger audiences, being like, "We can't play the game; it's too difficult." <laughs> this this game definitely feels more like a kids' version of Pokemon than it does an adult version of Pokemon. But in other areas, it feels more adult. So it's kind of weird, like. Pokemon games have to ride that line between being made for their adult audience versus being made for their their kid audience. So, because clearly they've obviously made it a lot easier for kids to be able to enter the uh, the competitive side of stuff with the amount of how easy it is now to make competitive Pokemon. Um, but it's making the game easier definitely makes it less fun in terms of a challenge. Like I would like BDS, like the old games, like the Elite Four were bloody difficult. Like, uh, I like the Elite Four. I literally, I think I one shot every single Elite Four. Really? Pokemon. I don't. I literally think I didn't. I don't, I didn't think I had to heal up my Pokemon that much. Like it was kind. Of, I wasn't even over leveled. I was sort of like on the same level. I think. <laughs> and there's people saying who are like less levels who have found it just as easy. So I was like, oh god, you know. Jesus. Yeah. I think that is taking away from the experience. I think look, feedback's great, but you can only do so much with feedback. People don't know what they want until you show them. Sometimes, you know. What I yeah, mean? I think it's it's funny. Like the general consensus I found online is that there's certain things that Pokemon fans want from previous Pokemon games that for some reason Game Freak are like, yeah, we're just gonna get rid of it. 
<laughs> but no, it's like the most one of the most popular aspects of previous Pokemon games. They're like, yeah, we don't we don't want to make you happy. We'll just get rid of it. And it's like, why? Keep it in the bloody game. So the one thing that I'm mainly talking about is being able to re to rebattle the Elite Four and rebattle the gym leaders. You cannot do that in this game. Did they introduce it before? Yeah. In so every why? other, I think in every other Pokemon game, you can rebattle the Elite Four, but you cannot do it in this one. Why? The thing you can do is sort of like a like a they call it an academy uh, tournament or something where you can just fight these like really strong enemies that are like a random enemies that are like you know that literally sounds like more effort than just making the elite four replayable like it's literally it's very annoying yeah what you do have to rebattle the, the gym leaders once for like a story aspect but that's it. And then I'm sure they'll patch it in and go, oh, look how good we are. We, we Maybe. Yeah, they could add it as DLC, but I, I don't know. Jeez. That's, just, that's the thing about Pokemon games is that they haven't, they've never made a Pokemon game that's had the best of everything from previous Pokemon games. Like, things that weren't good in, things they didn't have in Sword and Shield, they now have in this, but they've taken away a lot of the good things in Sword and Shield and not put them back in this. And like, you know, vice versa. It's just so annoying. Like, they have all these systems in place that are like the best of the things that people love about the games. But they just sort of like split them in half and go, right, we'll save that for another guess. Like, why? Put them all in the same one. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I just. So I was listening to a podcast, uh, Two Bears, One Cave. But sure. And Tom, yeah. Um, Didn't they just have. Um, second name. Who did they have on? Quentin. Yeah, Quentin. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I listened to that yesterday. And uh, obviously, Quentin was blessing us with his cinema knowledge. Yeah. And talking about the 70s, the 80s, and 90s. So apparently, like, the 70s was amazing. The 80s was not great. And then the 90s comes back and it's great, right? And um, I'm on the spot. I'm sort of thinking about that in terms of gaming now, right? Because gaming is a very young industry. Although not Incredibly that young. young anymore. To be honest, but, it is. Like, still pretty young. It's like, what? I mean, 30 years? For- 40 years like i'm talking about like modern 80s. gaming oh like if sure. let's say like from the beginning of the ps1 yeah like to me that's 20, modern gaming 25 so sure. from like the 90s sure. basically so we're talking like 30 years right 35 sure. years so um i'm wondering now whether now might be a type of 80s era oh, let's see. say as comparison we're in, because... we're in an off decade do you mean <laughs> I mean, well, that's if, not good. It's to be like honest, that, I don't Jay. think that I don't think that I don't think it exists in get the gaming world. I don't think there's necessarily an off decade. I don't think it really exists. Well, what I think I a mean lot of it, is it feels like an but... it feels like an off era because more and more often the AAA games we discuss are like it's more often that they're disappointing, frankly. Hmm. And I'll use some recent examples. Um, I think I think the fact that Stray stood out as an example of how desperate we are for decent games. I think an example of Gotham Knights. I think an example of uh, Warzone 2.0. I think an example of Overwatch 2. I think an example of uh, Pokemon. I think like basically all the, the games list I've played. Goes on. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not like I. I think the reason you're thinking this is because we've had it so good in the recent, me and you specifically, in the last three years, have played probably some of the best possible games for us, ever. Sure. Final Fantasy games, Last primarily, two, yeah. Last of Us, like, Horizon, yeah. like, all these games were, like, top of their game, the best possible version of, of what existed around that time. Because we've sure. had it so good for so long, we're now, like, 
it's this is lightning in a bottle and we're expecting to have it every time and we can't expect that so we're, we're going to be constantly disappointed we, you're thinking it's a bad time but really this is like some, this is probably someone else's best time because they haven't they haven't haven't had it as good as final fantasy and all these triple a amazing ones from out like elden ring like all these and people that haven't had those experiences yet so to True. them it's the best because they've never had it better i get your point jay but my com- my my counter to that would be let's look at when we were growing up and let's look at a couple of different occasions. Please. Let's look at the PS2 or e- no, you know what? Fuck that. Let's <clears throat> look at the original Xbox and the lineup of games that had in the few years that me and you had it. We're talking Fable. We're mm. talking Riddick. We're talking loads of other shit. Halo. And- <sighs> like loads of other shit halo one and two just just to name a few blinks blinks thank you <laughs> time splits and then time splits and then let's look at another error let's look at early 360 mm. and uh, like me and you probably uh, i mean you had a 360 early on right final Even fantasy 13 like fantasy star final fantasy 13 fantasy star university uh, yeah. mass effect bioshock yeah mass effect like, bioshock. The, the list goes on dragon age limbo Fucking um, like the list goes on. Fable two. So, <laughs> so I'm not saying that. Look, am I saying this era or this period is necessarily the worst ever? Maybe not. No. Maybe not. Not, not especially a, not, not stuff like shot. Ragnarok and Elden Ring coming out. Yeah. But am I? If I'm comparing it to other great few periods that we've had, even PS2, for instance, um, I think it is lacking. I do. I I think it's. It's. I think it's lacking as much as the the the, the sort of first few years of the Xbox One, and I say Xbox One specifically, obviously, because PlayStation early on had amazing exclusives. Well, honestly, I think I'm the complete opposite. I don't think it's the best. I, this is the thing. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I just think it's different. And I don't. Come I don't on. really know how to like go over that necessarily. I just. I think the beginning of Xbox One era probably is the worst in gaming, if you ask me. Like sure. Those first two years of Xbox One were abysmal. Sure. Like, sure. they were... God, there was just nothing. I think P- that was like PlayStation 4's, like, height. One of the heights. Like, everything was coming out on PlayStation 4, but nothing was coming out on Xbox. And totally. we were just ramping up on PS4, which is the reason why I barely played Xbox, to be honest. But And it's probably why I played Titanfall 1 for, like, two years straight. Yeah, there's nothing fair. out. I just, I honestly think right now is almost like... The, the calm before the storm, I think, is probably a good way to put it. thing is, so, well, you can't expect to have greatness all the time. Like, it's a one-in-a-lifetime thing. You say that, Jay, but we had loads of periods where there was great like games a one in a decade or one in five years. I don't know. Like, but, like... I think you're, you're expect, like to me, it sounds like you're expecting too much. You're just expecting greatness every time. And you can't. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting greatness. I'm really not. But what I am expecting is the game not to be great. that disappointing. <laughs> well, you know it's going mean? happen. Like, like people are getting lazy. Overwatch Two, like issues. Gotham Knights issues. Yeah, I mean, they like, just think a lot of time they get fixed. It just takes a little bit. It just takes a bit of time. You gotta be patient. But like before, we didn't even have to. Need, I know it's the standard has dropped. I will period. say. I think a lot of it is just because it's it's sort of that we're still in the first two years. I think the first two years of a new generation is the worst two years of any generation ever. Depending on which generation you look at. <laughs> no, no, I, I hear what you're saying. But I, st- I still think we've got, like, we've got so m- like, I think 2023 is going to be a pretty good year. 
Like we've got Spider-Man 2, potentially. We've got Hogwarts Legacy. We've got Dead Island 2. We've got Starfield. We've got um, Redfall, if you want. To Redfall, I guess. Yeah. Shout out. Um, what else was there? There was something pretty big. We have got what a few. It was now. Yeah, there's going to be some good. Oh, Final Fantasy 16. Right. Um, right. I don't think Rebirth is coming out potentially until 2024. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, 16 no, is pretty not. much there, by the way. They're just fixing bugs. Oh, getting excited. That'll man. be out in summer of next year. <sighs> getting excited. Yeah, that but one look, I'm really looking forward I, to. I get you, dude. It just it just feels like every time I have a conversation with you, we talk or about this too much. Ellen is bros. <laughs> it is though. It fucking like, every time. Yeah. It's every one of those time. things, you know. We just like every time a new game comes out, it's like, oh yeah, but yeah. could have been better. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough, man. We've had it we've had it too good these last couple of years. We really have, and something right. has changed in the industry. I think a lot of it is like they're trying to do as little as they possibly can with the least amount of money, and that's making terrible games. They're not they're not throwing stuff at the wall anymore. Mm. They're just sort of like they're going a bit. It almost feels like people are playing it too safe. I guess you could say. Okay, they're they're either fair. playing it too safe or they're going too uh, ambitious, and it's not working. And the industry is just trying to figure out what what works because the film industry's got got it pretty good in that they just make sequels to shit and that brings the quality down. So they're doing terribly. Um, and it feels like the game industry is probably going on a similar route where you know they're trying to, they're just trying to make the same shit and it's not and it's just bringing the quality down. What was the last high quality game we had? Horizon was up there. Ragnarok, I guess you could say, is up there. Uh, Elden, Elden Ring, Ring is definitely up there. Like these to me, these are high quality games. Like games that you know, sure, have been, have been had love put into them. Well, I think most games nowadays, we just there's just no, we don't we don't feel the love, you know. It just feels like a business yeah. transaction, more of a and less of a yeah. let's make our audience happy type of transaction. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I will stop raining about it now, but that's just how. I'll, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, um, let's put on spoiler mode. Sure. For Pokemon. It's gonna be um, fairly brief. Sure, tell me. Tell I don't me want to say too much. I mean, you really, you really don't care. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, I end of the I'm game. It's actually kind of wacky. It's probably one of the best like endings of a game, Pokemon game I've had in a while. Um, turns out the professor is dead. Oh shit! So they're not the bad guy. Oh shit! No, they are the bad guy. Uh, they're dead. Oh. Um, they they left a robot version of themselves behind to. If anything happened, just in case anything happened. So you've been talking to a robot and an AI this entire time. Um, the professor is also a parent of one of the companions of your game, so that your companion of your game finds out that their parents are dead, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah, uh, and there's also this wormhole time machine that you have to shut down because if you don't, the Pokemon that are coming through the wormhole are going to just destroy the region you're in. So you kind of just have to shut down the time machine, and to do that, you have to defeat the robot, the evil AI robot of the professor. And it's all very like wow. the graphics of it are like definitely the best. Like I know you say they're terrible, they're, but they're, fuck me, they <laughs> the ending of that game is good looking. Like it's kind of insane Ooh. that the game didn't like blow up. I was like, oh shit, the amount of stuff on screen right now is insane. Probably it's one really of the cool. best like boss endings we've ever had. I think other than uh, Black and White, which I think is renowned as the best Pokemon game ever. 
depending on who you talk so to. So the theory that they're, they're, they're bad was, was correct then? Oh, yeah, they were evil. Well, well the robot version was evil, but the, uh, the initial actual professor was probably lovely. Oh, I see. Okay. So the robot. But they died. There was like some sort of like, I think they got killed off by an evil Pokemon or like a Pokemon that didn't, was like just, you know. Oh, man. It was really sad. It's kind of like awful because you, you don't see the body or anything, but you kind of like see the aftermath of what happened. And apparently it happened like years and years ago. It's just nobody knew about it. Because oh it, it all happens in this good. like secret crater in the middle of the map. It's like a crater that nobody can go into. It's like this, like. Right. A zone that teachers say don't go into. Um, it's almost like the Forbidden Forest in Harry Potter, that kind of thing. It's just full of sure, like bad, sure. evil things. Um, so you end up going there at the end of the game and finding out that the professor's dead, and you've got to defeat the evil AI to save the world. That's cool. That sounds like a nice. Oh, and also cool the main twist. premise of the game is that you're a student in school, so you can actually take classes as well, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, hey, you, you get rewarded for it, but a lot of it is more just to do with. Like, oh, that's okay. The other aspect of the game is also it's very like personary, or very like uh, Dragon Age, where you kind of have to like have relationships with teachers and students to be able to like do certain things. So I think they're actually going to build on that for the next gen. I have a feeling they're going to make that nice. more of a mechanic. It's quite a cool mechanic that's actually because cool. it makes you care more about the characters in the game. Sure. If you actually have to build a oh, relationship cool. with them. You know? So, like, were you surprised by the ending of the story, or did you see it coming, sort of thing? No, I mean, I, I, people online have been speculating speculating about it for like the last year. So, there were so many theories thrown around that they pretty much got the right idea. Okay, fair play. <laughs> people thought actually that the uh, the uh, I guess headmaster of the of the school was evil in some way, but actually he was more of the he was the comic relief, weirdly, <laughs> which was strange. Everyone uh, thought he was evil, but he, he was evil. Yeah, he kind of has a certain look about him that looked a bit like the evil person who was in the last gen. Okay. So everyone thought oh, he must be the evil one, but nope, he was actually the comic relief the entire time. He was very wacky and goofy. It's kind of funny, actually. That's what that is kind of funny. Yeah, kind of I will funny. say they they use a lot of um, young slang in this game, a r- cringy level of slang. Like English slang yes. or American or English American, just online slang. Like a cringy level amount. Like they they used the word chuggy and fleek, and what I was like, oh, I know. Pokemon is very very modern now. <laughs> it's kind of weird how modern it's gone. Like they genuinely Chugi use language that made me go, hang on. Like these are just old people trying to emulate yeah. younger people it was so funny it was funny more than anything else it was kind of cringy Jesus Christ. it was good though it was overall great experience and I'm going to continue playing it for the next three years I'm going to have to aren't I because nothing else coming nice. out although people nice. are speculating right. that there's going to be a um, an Arceus a new Arceus Legends style, style game and then also like a remake of Heart, of Silver and Gold hopefully as well Really those games, we did, we had a remake already, but we, we need another one. Because <laughs> the really? remakes were the first ever remakes of a Pokemon game. So those, the level of um, the level of those games are sort of like only as good as like old Pokemon games. They're like old Pokemon games now. They're considered I old. I understand. Will they, will they not remake Black and White at this point? Yeah, so people are thinking that they're going to re- potentially redo either silver or gold, or some somehow do a black and white remake or something like that. Would they do black and white one and two in the same? The most pop- I say the two most popular games, Pokemon, in terms of like the zeitgeist of Pokemon, is silver, silver and gold, and then black and white. I say that they're the two like 
I'd say they're probably the games with the best story and also most fun, I'd say. Okay. I'm right. hoping they do Silver and Gold because I've never actually got to play it all the way through. It's the one Pokemon sure. game I've never played all the way through. Sure. So. Alright, boss man. Um, spoiler mode off. Yeah. If we're going to close the chapter on that. Now. Let's stay on the same screen, Jay, because I want the CPU to blow up. Okay. Before we do the news, Jay, two things. One, have you played this Gungrave Gore game? On I have game it downloaded, Pass? yeah. And you played Moonscars. Is that any I good? have played that. It's actually pretty decent, yeah. It's a uh, sort of okay. Metroidvania Souls-like. Pretty fun. You tried Code Vein though. as well? Um, yeah, I've got Code Vein, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, right. Before we go there, Jables, I'm going to introduce something. Okay. And we're going to do something that we have done before. So, here we go. Wow. <laughs> In Avengers Infinity War, what does Spider-Man say when he introduces himself as Peter and Doctor Strange introduces himself as Doctor Strange? I'm almost tempted not to give you the options because I think you should know this off by heart, but alas. Yeah, I feel like I do. You, you do. I'll give you two options. Um, D. No, sorry. B. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Or D. Haha, <laughs> that's strange, strange. Made-up names. Yeah, it's made-up names. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I remember that. That is funny. Yeah, okay. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Do you know the first game on your achievement list? Yeah. Go on. Pit My Ride. No. Well, it should be. It's either Pit My Ride <laughs> or Cameo, probably, something like that. Do you know what, then? Maybe it's because the, 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 the Xbox doesn't read the games that aren't backwards compatible. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Um, no. I think Pit My Ride was actually to... the first game. Cameo and Pit My Ride were the first games I had on 360. Um, and then shortly actually, no, after yeah, that... No... It would have been probably like Dragon Age or something. I don't know. No, you're right. I think it's only backwards compatible games because I know there's a couple of games on here that you definitely played early on that aren't on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like Fantasy Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy yeah, Star would. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you? Was the Godfather two good? Because I always like the look of that game. Did I play that? Yeah. Fucking oh, got God. 15 achievements yeah. on it. Boss. Okay. Uh, pro- yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Right. Okay. Here's what I want to introduce, Jay. I fancy doing a new little game of ours. Okay. Um, I haven't got a name for it. Okay, I like this. Um, let me see if I can think of a name. Ah, we'll think of a name later. Basically, I'm just going to scroll through your achievement list, and I wanted to give you the story of the specific game that you've played in the past. Okay. So, uh, it doesn't matter how long or short it is. I just wanted to be like, oh yeah, I played that one afternoon, hated it, or yeah, I remember that game really well, loved it. Any, literally anything you've got, I want to hear it. Okay. Legendary on three sixty. Oh, that was a good game. <laughs> Legendary is great. Um... Did you finish it? <sighs> yeah, it's weird. Wow, Legendary. Uh, I remember it being difficult, and it definitely doesn't hold up very well. Um, I remember trying to play it on hard and again getting stuck and then I think just I just stopped playing it. I actually remember exactly where I stopped playing it. There's a bit where you have to kind of climb up this building and there's like this eagle that keeps coming after you and I just couldn't get past it, I don't think. And this is the one where it's a first person shooter with loads of dinosaurs coming into the sea, is that Yeah. Right? Wow, that's a bloody old thing right there. Yeah. And did you, I mean Jay, you, 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 you were going for the, the collectibles as well it looks like. Yeah, probably. 
I was not a very good easy. gamer back there. Yeah, I remember. I think I played it through it. I think to be able to unlock hard, you had to play through it once and then play through it again. Oh, that's horrible. Potentially. Right. I could be wrong. Okay. But... And then also, it looks as though you got quite a few Chivos. Like, you got a few, um, like, mission-specific ones, like causing Crane to drop on met the Metal Beans in Episode 7 yeah, and all this kind that. of stuff as well. I remember that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, defeat the Griffin in Episode 5? Yeah, that, that was it, right? You had to defeat the Griffin, but I think I tried it on hard and I just couldn't get past it or something like that. Right, okay. By the way, 50% of gamers had done that. So whoever played this game played through quite a lot of it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, interesting. Do you do you remember like? Do you remember it being good at the time? I mean, probably to me, maybe. But I mean, it's kind of like tough to like think about stuff back then, just because it just sort of feels a bit like I hadn't really come into my own in terms of like. I didn't really know who I was or what I liked or anything. I was just sort of like a kid sure. going through the motions. This game looks okay. I'll just like, see I feel like I didn't like, know right? what I liked until about five years ago. When yeah, it came to games. Like, when it came to music, I understood what I knew when I was like 10. But for some reason, games didn't really click for a long time. Dude, we used to just play get like shit games. Yeah, I, I, if I'd seen Legendary now and it looked uh, a more modern version, I'd be like, I would never play that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, totally. I just wouldn't touch it. It would be one of those games but where I'm like, it's probably going to come to Game Pass, I reckon, but I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> but maybe part of that is one, like uh, there's you have less time now, and two, yeah. maybe there was just less games, so you just wanted something to play. Yeah, a lot of it was just the fact that there was less, so you kind of had to start to play what you what was about, I guess. I don't know totally i'm gonna to try something now i'm gonna look on your 360 achievements using the where are you compatibility looking on, on, on my xbox oh okay um dude you have thirty-nine thousand game score on xbox one games and xbox series x i have 136 oh so, okay I, I didn't know you could check that that's pretty cool you can if you just go on uh, any backwards compatible game uh you can just look at all the different um you know fucking you're right, Jay. You are right. Oh, see, I can't see what your first game was because I'm comparing... Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can find the first game. I think I genuinely only have about You're one. You're right. I have one Jay? achievement on it, I think. I take it back. Pimp my ride. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I love right that show. There. I was obsessed with that show. I think I've genuinely seen every single episode. Dude, I love the, that show. The game on uh, Xbox One that showed up was Dash of Destruction. You remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we get yeah, a thousand yeah, on that? 200 max is the max you can get oh 200 okay yeah because arcade yeah, games yeah. back in the day only had 200 g yeah, yeah yeah correct 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 dude you oh bah, bro we could do this all day we could do this all day that was Quite a doritos okay. thing on. right you what sorry it had a partnership with doritos that dash and destruction didn't it yeah it was like a, a doritos game. yeah it was like a doritos sponsored game where you played like a dinosaur i think right yeah like walked around a city and like like a trans, trans yeah. T Rex, trans Rex, like a T Rex, yeah. Sure. What the kids say a T Rex, yeah. All right, all right. Moving on, Jay. I'm quite excited for this. So look, basically, guys, I don't give a shit about awards, okay? But Jay does well, to a degree. So I yeah. do. I think I just think it's fun to speculate. And I'm with you, Jay. I'm saying I'm happy to do it for you. Okay? Sure. Okay. So let's go through yeah. the game award nominations. Yeah, you can, Why not, right? you can skip past 
the um, the esports ones because they're not even worth my time. Okay, not a problem. Jay, do you do you mind if I read them or would you like? To yeah, read them? go for it. Yeah, I'm just gonna see if I can get them up. Okay, guys, I'm not gonna read the summary for each award because, like, just go look it up. Like, come on, you know what me and Jay want. We just want to see what's going on, what's what the, the games are, right? Already, I'm. This is gonna be fucking hilarious, right? Game of the year, people. We have. I haven't played it yet, by the way. A Play Tale Requiem. Can't wait to play it. Looks Look, good. I'm, I'm there was so an, glad. It's same issue with Go that on. with uh, with uh, Gotham Knights, didn't it? Didn't it say it was going to do sixty, but it was only in thirty or something? I think you're right, Jay. I yeah, think there was you are a similar right. issue with that. Yeah. I. I at this point, I might as well wait for a patch on that bad boy. Yeah, so potentially. Gonna... Give, it, give it a little time. Elden Ring, not surprised about that. That's what, God I, of War, I, Ragnarok. On the official oh, website, sorry. you can obviously vote, because it is like a thing. I don't know if you've... I'm guessing you haven't done yours yet, or you're not planning on doing it. <laughs> I didn't know the public could. Yeah, public votes every year, yeah. So if you go on the oh, website no, and log in, make an me. account, you can then <clears> vote for each one if you want to. My pick for I Game of the Year was definitely Elden Ring. Well, there's, a, there's like a split thing, right, where critics all vote, and then you have a public vote that ha like does a certain percentage towards the final oh, amount. And you've, you've, done, you've done yours, haven't you? I've done all mine, yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. God of War Ragnarok, not surprised by that. Obviously, none of us have played it yet. By the way, just quickly on that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have plans in the works, so watch this space, as my account director <laughs> okay. at work would say. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, nice I need to, I need to say Horizon. something about this. Please. I will be getting that game. Yeah, because Horizon had a pretty had a good effect on me, and I fucking it's a great game. It is an amazing yes, game. Yes, Jay. It is. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, no, so I, I always to knew it was going to be a good game. I just never got around to really playing it. It took me forever to get there. Much like no, know, Final Fantasy, it took me really years to get there. But I'm just glad you got there, Jay. Yeah, it's all. it's surprisingly good. I think a lot of it is mechanic based. I'm not the story is pretty good too. I kind of want to see where the story goes. Good man. Uh, but yes, I will Good be getting man. that. And obviously, by the time I play it, there'll be loads of guides and achievement guides, and I'll be able to know what the collectibles are, and I won't have to bloody do it all myself and all this kind of stuff, you know. So. Do you know what the irony is, Jay? I reckon you'll play that before I will. Probably, is, yeah. yeah. But um, it's not on my no, priority here, list, mate. but it's definitely up there. <laughs> I've got it on my wish list, so I'm sure we'll do a special on it once we both get through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Stray. Quite a bit of a surprise yeah, there. I'm not sure it's game of the year. A little contender, bit of a surprise. But... Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's again a part of that is just virality, isn't it? So. Sure, sure. Like, let's have a think about this, Jay. Are you really telling me that there isn't a game better than Stray that you could have put on this list? Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to think. Tunic. How is Tunic not on this list? It's not. It's not anywhere on this list. That's. I'm pretty That's sure. Shambles. Yeah, when I don't know. Story, I'd have to have well. a look from what this. the yearly releases were, but let's have a look at this. Yeah, Stray, I think, is on there just for like, just you know, just to appease the masses. Appease certain amount of masses. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not even. I'm That's not even shameful. sure why Plague Tale is on there. To be honest. Whoa! Oh, Jay. Well, no. I Come mean, on. I think that's just uh, everything other than Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon is just filler. It's there yeah, just, it's just to be competitors. There, well, yeah, but I mean, it's more of a like, it's obvious one of those three is going to take it, you know? Oh, I, I, I reckon Playtale might get more votes than Horizon. 
I'd be surprised. I don't, I don't think they ever give it that out that information, but I'd be surprised. All right. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they do. Last up on this list, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, yeah. which is funny as hell. Well, I think it's because that game was so um, long awaited. There's a very, very uh, small amount of people who, niche amount of people who wanted that game, but they're a very loud minority. Like, they're very sort of like, they put their voice out there. So, they're a very uh, dedicated fan base. So, don't blame them for that. Best game direction. Yeah, this is is weird. So, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So, you've got to think about what of these games innovated the most. To me, that's what what it, what it means, right? It's like the level of like where it's taking gaming. I mean, because okay, I feel like they're all that. about the same. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, are they are any of them Horizon, truly innovative? Much the same as the last one, I imagine. God of well, War. Well, let's go through the list, the Jay. Let's go through the list. Let's go through the list. Elden Ring, the same as a, a pretty a, much, a yeah. It definitely game, it did something different world. in that it made it open world. It's the first Souls game that's open world. Yeah. Well, how did they change? You, you could jump, and you had a mount. You could jump, you had a mount. Yeah, that's probably about it. God of War Ragnarok, as far as we're aware, is a very much a sequel to God of yeah, War. Yeah, it's basically the same. It's just ending the story as much as it possibly could. Horizon Forbidden West. I can't Don't, really comment Can't on that comment one. too much, but again, I imagine it's much the same. I think it is just a much better... What I've seen of the game, by the way, graphically, it's probably some of the best water graphics that have ever existed in a game. Yes. No joke. I've seen, honestly, the water in that game. I was like, oh God. If this is where we're going, this is a good place to be going. <laughs> totally. I can't wait to jump in that water, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. A uh, game called Immortality. I've yeah, heard I've heard of... a lot about this game, but I don't really understand it. I haven't looked into it enough to know what it really is. I've seen I've seen it around. Apparently, it's fairly innovative, so that's partly why it's on there. Okay, and, and then Stray. Stray which... Yeah, I don't. I haven't really seen many games like it before. I think there probably are games that are like it, but not to this degree, you know. Sure. sure. I can't. I don't really see any sort of. Uh, I think when I look at this, this I think, well, what of, which of these games to me can almost become like, can a developer take a piece of this game and I'll put that in my game and it'll be better for it, you know? Jay, I'm going to be honest with you. Tunic should, I'm not joking, should be in that fucking list. There is a okay. lot of things that that game does that is new and different. Okay. I'll tell you one, okay? There's an in-game game guide booklet. Oh, okay. And you have to read it and it will tell you things, but it's in a different language some of it interesting so yeah that is literally an innovative feature yeah that is an innovative feature i'll give you that well i feel like i have seen that in something before i don't know what i'm sure it's out there but it felt very innovative at the time okay best thing about innovation like it's basically just what can we because there's no to me there's no such thing necessarily like it's basically taking like any amount of new content is basically how can i take something that's already been done make it either my own or different yeah, like it's like totally. innovation is almost like inspiration, and the inspiration is basically yeah. just how can I take what I love about something and make it either my own or my own version or just a tweaked version of it without it being the exact same thing. Yeah, totally. Because there's a very fine line between plagiarism and in, and inspiration, and I hate the fact that there's even a line. It bugs me. That's one of the things that bugs me about like when someone goes, "Oh, this is basically the same as this." I'm like, "Well, maybe that person actually cared about making it different in their own way," you know. Like give them yeah. give them the space for it, you know. 
I hate it when people say that. It really bugs me. <laughs> Best narrative. Yeah. A Playtale Requiem. Groovy, groovy, groovy. Elden Ring. Not mm -hmm. sure about that one. What well, I can definitely there, get my case on that. Do you know who wrote the story of this game? Or who, who had a hand in it? George R. R. Martin. Certainly did. I'd say Elden Ring is probably one of the best Souls, ga uh, Souls stories that there's, is out there. Is it more... Uh, is there like cutscenes and shit? Like, is it actually told to you? or? That's the thing about Elden Ring. Elden Ring's story, you kind of have to almost read between the lines a lot of the time. Or you have to watch... There's a guy on YouTube called Vita Vita Vidya or something. I can't remember his name. But he's basically the guy who knows... Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the guy who knows all the history and all the lore of Souls games. Um, a lot of a lot of the story is told through items that you find in the game, so it's that's yeah, like Jay, a level that's... of innovation too. But and it's been uh, done for years. But I hear what you're saying, and that's what the Souls formula. But that yeah. is not outstanding storytelling. It's not. They fucking did that in Dark Souls One. Well, just because it's been done before doesn't make it less outstanding. I th I think it does. Frankly, no, I think that I, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to explain. Like there definitely is a story in Elden Ring, but I think a lot of a lot I of the reason why it's loved so much is because of the the way they go about it and also the mystery behind it. Like a lot of it is sort of like to interpretation, or a lot of it is also based on like mythos of like either like previous gods and stuff. Like a lot of it, a lot of it is based on like stars in the sky or like history of the Earth. Like it's just all based off of so many things you kind of have to almost be a historian to sort of know <laughs> well this like is my other point stuff. jay e i get there's a story there but we're not talking about a story that's told by an amazing youtuber we're talking about the story in the fucking game well no he's and just he's just sort a of youtube uh... channel to to like to like get the fourth de deets like do you know what i mean yeah well, i think more than anything you just need to be able to like it's definitely not a game for anyone who isn't an intellect in an intellectual i guess or like someone who can like has a really good brain <laughs> like there's, there's okay there's i guess there's two types of people there's people who can understand it by just playing it and people who have to have it explained to them and then they can love it from that like to me it's actually better that way because okay this might get a bit meta but this is going to be this is going to sound very strange but cavemen our ancestors would have told stories through multiple mediums one of those mediums being just sounds they made those sounds later turning into language that we use currently and then also art pieces on cave walls and then also music and I feel like Elden Ring's way of telling that story is through all of those mediums like they use the music in game to tell certain stories they use art pieces and like things that you find in the game to tell the story like, there's literally like things on walls or like things that have been left after you kill a certain boss of like items and stuff that you have to figure out the story from that and then also things are actually told to you from the dialogue in the game and then technically there's also things in the sky that can tell you <laughs> stories as well so if anything they're using the same methods that have been used since the beginning of time and like, to me that is fairly Special. I think Jake, it's special more than anything else. That is a fantastic argument, and there's nothing else. I think I can. I think come they're, back they're to using that. the tools that our ancestors gave us, and they're doing it in a very special way. And to me, that is the height of storytelling because it is the original way of storytelling through every like medium it. possible. 
that we could understand at the time and the evolution of it since thing is that you could you could argument. have the same argument with any of these games all these games use those mediums just how they use them is well i would say the other ones is, are right? more modern right yeah I think God of War more, is more direct it's yeah more, more direct more easy like, it's more acting, yeah it's, it's, it's yeah more thing is you could say the same thing about like interpretive dance right about even like ballet yeah it's a totally, way of storytelling totally, totally, just because totally. it's not easy to follow doesn't make it any less amazing true 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 yeah. speaking of which god of war ragnarok's on the list Horizon for Forbidden West on the list. Yeah, and then Immortality again. I think again, Immortality is one of these ones again. that is like one of these sleeper games that unless you've played it, you don't really understand why it's in here. <laughs> I'm sure, totally. I'm sure it's got a reason to be there. I'm sure. Best art director. Jay, I'm seeing a Do bit you know what's of funny a about this. You're, you're going to be surprised at what my games. pick was for this. Okay. Okay. What do you think um, it was? <laughs> well, I think you think I thought it's Scorn, but I assume you picked Elden Ring. No, I picked Scorn for this one. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. I think okay. Scorn did a very, very good job in terms of uh, visuals on screen and how the art of everything sort of like I think it was just very like uh, it's almost like it is most like an art piece in that it kind of just like it broke the mold in a certain way or it like it uh, made you question certain things about how certain games are supposed to look, I guess. But I think I think out of these games, all the other games, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn, and Stray, like every other game other than Scorn, is just something we've kind of seen to a degree enough times before. Whereas I feel like Scorn did something different to a degree. Like I know there's there was that like Hell game that came out, or like is it? Oh, uh, the really bad one on Steam. Yeah, that one was yeah, fairly yeah, similar. Yeah. And this one definitely has like a very like early PC kind of game aspect of uh, art to it. But I think. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. It just yeah, seemed like the animation, the way the way things were. Just yeah, I think Elden Ring doesn't really necessarily deserve it, just because I feel like the artwork of it is very sort of used. I guess like a lot of it is just sort of like done before, but not really. Like there's obviously a lot different, and um, but yeah, it just doesn't doesn't feel as. Um, I guess if they're going for outstanding creative or technical achievement, I think I think technically Horizon would win it. Um, I think design-wise, probably Ragnarok. But I mean, I, I think you can make an argument for those three. I think that Elden Ring and, and Stray, not so much. I think the three in the middle have an argument. But any of those three would, could win it, and I'd be fine with it. Yeah, sure. I think I'm, it's probably going to be Horizon or, or Ragnarok. And I am seeing it quite a repetitive few games on these lists, but alas. Oh. So we've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, this is for best art direction, yeah. Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Yeah. I think Stray, uh, the cyberpunk elements is quite cool. Again, I'm not sure if it's, you know, that outstanding, but, you know, alas. Best score slash music. Well, we know the answer to this, Jay. Persona 5, moving on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really we know have, this one. I know that Elden Ring is amazing. We have a Plague Tale but... Requiem. We have Elden Ring. We yeah. have God of War Ragnarok. We have Metal Hellsinger. And we have Yasunori Mit- Mitsuda yeah. for no game at all. I'm not after. I'm honestly not I'm sure, sure why. All I can say on Plague Tale, Jay, is that the first game score was great. But what were you going to say about this uh, category? This is a tough one because I feel like I haven't, again, Ragnarok I know is going to have amazing music in it because it always does. Um... I think any any of these games could do it, or any of these people could do it, and it'd be fine. Totally. They were, totally. Any, well, they're all deserving, to be honest. 
Oh, Yatsunori Mitsuda, I believe, is for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, that makes sense. I okay. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, don't know if that was a bit of a... We're reading this off the IGN website. Best audio design. We mm. have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Shock Horror for Horizon Forbidden West. I actually think it could be any of them other than Call of Duty. Bro, I completely disagree. Call of Duty is getting this one in the bag. Mm. Yeah, Call of Duty definitely does make a good um, argument. But I've, Grand Tri- I know Gran Turismo always, like the, the racing games always try to innovate as much as they can on their, on their audio design every year. I guess in that case, then maybe it's between Call of Duty and Gran Turismo. I feel like the other three maybe don't have it as much. The reason I say that is because the last Infinity Ward game, Modern Warfare 1, the reboot, um, uh, the, apparently the sound design was incredible. So yeah, I, I watched a, like a the... mini documentary on it, I remember. <laughs> they went yeah. they went hard on that, I remember, yeah. Fair Next enough. up, Jay, best performance. This is very, very exciting. I'm actually kind of pissed I, I off have... about this because, actually, no, that's fine. That was fine. Go ahead. Okay. I'm pretty sure the person um, who won this for the last time was the actress who played Lady Dimitrescu in uh, in Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. And I was yeah. thinking, where's she? But she won it the last time, so that's fine. <laughs> so we have Ashley Birch, Rising Forbidden West, which oh. is great. Love Aloy. Uh, we have Charlotte McBurney in Playtale Requiem, who I assume plays... Yeah, oh, main no, character. I've forgotten her yeah. name. Oh, God. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Nope, you have to come back to me. I'm okay. blanking, guys. Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, who plays yeah. the Kratos. Fantastic. Uh, Man and the... Gage. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, he's there. That's fine. Yeah, continue. Man and Gage for Immortality and Sunny Solyik. Is that right, Solyik, Solyik, one of those. Sol- yeah. Solyik. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, who also played plays Atreus. Boy. Boy. I, I, I think I actually voted for Boy. Look, bro, you haven't played the game. Well, I played the first one. He did pretty well, so I imagine he played dissimilar. Although I do know they had to change his voice in this game, didn't they? What, because he was uh, getting older? Yeah, his voice broke. Like, halfway through recording. So they had to, they had to digitally make his voice younger. <laughs> oh, wow. He sounds like so a man cool. now. He sounds like proper, you know, deep, low, yeah. deep voice now. So I don't know what they're going to do. If they could, oh, well, gosh. they probably won't do another one. Games for Impact. Mm. Uh, a Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, excuse me, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenager Exocolonist. This might be one like of the though. funniest of the uh, newer added uh, categories, because it's basically which of these games were the most, like, I mean, it says here, pro-social meaning or message, basically left-wing or woke, I guess. Which one had the most progressive story in it, essentially? Well, not to get too on on the board. I'm surprised that Asus Forza is in there, but it doesn't make, you know, because I had a feeling that game wouldn't go too far with it. But I guess, I'm not, not, like, thinking that they're all like that. I'm thinking more that which, which of these stories had the best, like, moral message in it, you know? Sure. I think it's a weird category, and I get where you're Very coming odd. from. I don't think it's necessarily that that you know which one of them has the best left wing ideology. Yeah, but no, I get I don't what you're saying. Think that. Yeah, I definitely I think it's an aspect saying. of it. Because a lot of totally. the times, things that are made today have a, a moral message in them. Are oh, you know, be left. Um, but a lot of times, they just are like be a what... better person. You know. Sure. Well, without going into detail on what I've been playing and finished, 
I think As Dusk Falls should take that. Yeah, I know you played that, but yeah, I, I honestly can't speak on hardly any of that. So I don't know. Best Not... Arden, well, I don't care about ongoing game. Do you, would you like me to? Read oh, that? I, yeah. I, I've uh, voted for Final Fantasy XIV on this one. Okay, cool. Just because I know the the uh, community around it are amazing. So, cool. That's what I'm Love going it. for. Not Genshin. Oh, Tunic is on here. Fuck yes! I didn't think it was. Bring it home, boys. Best Bring indie it game home. and best debut indie game. Best indie game. Call of the Lamb. Neon yeah, White. Pretty good. Pretty Sifu, good. Pretty good. Which is cool. Stray. Cool. Tunic. Tunic. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I honestly, I think I voted Neon White, just because I know, what's... just because I know what, the what? team behind it. Like, like I did a whole thing. Jake, but I told you how much I like Tunic. Would I honestly forgot about it. That? I honestly forgot about it. Again, I couldn't really like call too much. I couldn't really say too much about this. I know the Cutler Lamb's pretty great. Seafood's pretty great. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all honestly any of these games could win it, and I'd be like, great. Actually, I think the probably yeah. the most least deserving is probably Neon White, to be honest. <laughs> but we'll see. Best debut indie game. Neon so White. So this is Norco. tough because. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Norco, go on. Stray, Tunic, Vampire Survivors. So. Go on. Vampire Survivors is more of a viral thing that has been going on for the last I've weirdly it only just came yeah. out on Game Pass but it's actually been out on PC for the last year and a half it's, it's been, out, it's Pass, been out a it? long time yeah oh, okay. it just came out on Game Pass you'd hate it <laughs> trust me you'd hate it I, I, I think I guess honestly. Tunic should win this it. Tunic should definitely win this yeah I can, it's, I can't I can't I can't say enough praise about that Tunic come on please yeah. guys do, do yourself a favour so, for the right game. This next category is funny because we know who's going to win it, but and the person who's going to win it should win it because the rest of the games are all terrible in comparison. Best mobile game, dare yeah. I say it? Dare I say it? Marvel Snap is the one you're going for, I've Jay? Been, no, I've been playing it, but it's not as good as Genshin. Genshin will always win this category every time. Genshin. Tower of Fantasy nice. is basically a Genshin clone. It's fine, but it's not great. Diablo Immortal was awful because it's pay to win. Apex Legends is just Apex Legends, so it's whatever. It shouldn't win anything necessarily. Um, so yeah, Genshin should win that just because of how big it is, really. Best community support. Do you care about this character? Final Fantasy XIV again. Yeah, lovely. lovely. It's probably got probably Final Fantasy XIV Online probably has the best community of any online game currently out. Cool. And I would I'd die in that hell. Best VR AR game. Uh, I will read these out. Um, oh, do you not care, Jay? I mean, I don't really know. The only one on there I know, I think, is After the Fall and uh, Among Us. And Among Us literally came out a month ago. If that, yeah, I mean, so VR's not not what it was. It's whatever, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next one's innovation, awesome. It, yeah, innovation and accessibility. Loving this. Yeah, we've got As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, which is cool. Returnal, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part One. What the fuck? Okay, yeah, I well, don't know why. to be fair, accessibility for yeah, they added a bunch of stuff incredible. to it, didn't they? Yeah, and the quarry, very yeah. cool. Jay, thoughts? This, I honestly, any of these could take it just for the fact they all probably, they probably, every single one of these games have probably got the same amount of level of accessibility options because there's only so much you can do, to be honest. So, the fact that it's now like pretty much the standard to have accessibility options is great though, because it oh, yeah. it helps people even who aren't disabled, <laughs> you know. Like there's certain things that I, I that are just sort of like for you know easier play that even I use so yeah it's totally. great yeah a lot of people when this first came out people were like oh this is basically game journalist mode right but I think it, it, the bigger picture is basically the people who find it hard to uh, 
play games because they're you know have some level of disability. So it's it's great. It's a good thing. Yeah, any Dude, of those could win category. it. It's great. These next categories I do struggle a bit with just because yeah, things like too. best action game it isn't every game a fucking action game. But anyway, um, oh, focus on combat. I mean, every game. Yeah, this combat, is difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. Right, we've got Bayonetta 3, COD Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is cool. I think this is a toss up between Bayonetta and Sifu, if I'm honest. I would like COD to win it, you know. I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair Renaissance story, I do. Yeah, I'd say top three out of those is probably Seafood Bone Out on Call of Duty. Yeah, I'll give you that. Alright. Best action adventure game, because, you know, puzzle solving is important, apparently. Yeah, so this is basically uh, the same as before, but now mixed with um, with traversal and puzzle solving. A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Honestly, any of them. Yeah, I agree with that. I would I agree with that. I think Stray is probably the least favourable there. I think Tunic, because of the way the camera moves, I think would definitely for me. Um okay. it definitely has more puzzle elements there, but Best RPG Elden Ring Live Alive Pokemon Legends Arceus Triangle Strategy Fucking hell that name. <laughs> um and Xenoblade Chronicles. It's going to be Elden Ring. Arceus is definitely up there, though. It's pretty, pretty good. I know Arceus actually won. I think it won Best Nintendo Game of this year. Uh, the uh, the Golden Game Awards, whatever it's called. Oh, Golden Joysticks. Yeah, Golden right? Joysticks just have just finished. I know Elden Ring won Game of the Year on that. Actually, Elden Ring won four awards. They won Best Score, um, Game of the Year, and a bunch of other stuff like Best Narrative and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, nice. So whether that's, I feel like the golden, the joystick ones are sort of more like um, your critic level of award, whereas game awards is more like your audience level of game awards. Sure. Or more easy. Sure. Yeah. Best fighting game: DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, nope. All Stars. Sorry, All Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Seafood. Seafood's got to take this, surely. Well, there's a bit of an argument at the minute that Sifu isn't a fighting game. Oh, okay. Because technically it isn't. Go on. I think there's a bit I'm of intrigued. a there's a bit of a debate around this, and that all of these games are fighting games other than Sifu. Sifu isn't necessarily a fighting game; it's more of a uh, an action game. Hmm. Like a fighting game consists of certain elements that just aren't in Sifu. <clears throat> One of those being being able to verse another person. Sifu is you're, you're constantly fighting the computer, whereas every other game you can fight an actual person. Huh. <clears throat> so I think the the one that should take it is probably Multiverse, it's just because it did so well. Alright, fair. Uh, Best Family Game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that's cool, I've heard that's a good game. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Uh. Hmm. So about that. Family game. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I'd say Kirby just because it's the best game on that list. I'd probably say Switch Sports just because you can actually get the family involved. <laughs> True, but apparently it's a bad game, Jay. Okay, I don't know. I'm really, I've seen. A I, bit I hear of what it. you're saying. It's very accessible, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Bet. Oh, do we have to do best sports and racing game? Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be FIFA or MBK or NBA 2K. Why? Why have they put in there sports and racing? Out of curiosity, because F one is you know in I mean? there, Gran Turismo. Yeah, but 
why not just have best sports game and then best racing? Probably because there wasn't that much to pick from. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Best sim strategy game: Gene Spice Wars, Mario Rabbids: Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer Three, Two Point Campus, Victoria Three. This has got to be Warhammer, right? I've actually played Warhammer and Spice Wars. I think Warhammer definitely takes it. Definitely. Warhammer Three is kind of insane. I actually, I still haven't like I've played the previous two. I haven't played this new one just because my my PC cannot handle it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd love to. Looking at this list, Jay, it's actually really interesting because I like it feels like this year's been okay, but we've had a few amazing games, like really amazing games. Do you know what I mean? Like it hasn't been like a dead year, but we've only had four or five games that have been exceptional. If you know what I mean? Yeah. What have been the exceptional games this year then? Elden Ring, God, uh, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, Tunic. Anything for your side? Just, I'm just trying to think like that that echelon of game, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess to me it would be Arceus and the new Pokemon that came out. But... There you go. Yeah, I guess so. so. We've, we've had a f- three or four. I'm sure know. there's been more, but I can't even think. <laughs> Best, Best in strategy game. Oh, sorry, strategy? sorry, you're multiplayer. right. You're right. No, no, well, multiplayer, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cold, Cold Modern Warfare versus. 2, yeah. Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. This is a tough one, because I actually think Overwatch 2 is kind of an amazing game. There's just two things that are wrong with it. Three things that are wrong with it. The monetization... The first week of it being out, and then the overall actual experience of being rewarded for playing the game entirely. It's just, they're all terrible. Other than that, the game is actually pretty amazing. Um, for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. Yeah, it's probably going to be COD. I feel like... Yeah, I think COD. I think that'd be nice for COD to get that. Yeah, gotta be COD. Do you think... From my experience, Jay, Modern Warfare. Well, this okay, Jay. This was actually going to be a topic I talked about it later, but since we're on it, Modern Warfare Two seems to be doing really well, both commercially and critically, and amongst the fans, right, and the gamers. And fair play to props for Infinity Ward for taking their time in basically rebooting the series in the right way, and people seem to be really enjoying it. I think it's a bit of a shame because I haven't played the game, but if it's as good as people say it is. Why shouldn't it be considered for game of the year? You know. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice to see because COD's back to, you know, it's it's reliving some of the glory days. You know, which is nice. It's annoying because I I really wanted to be on Game Pass. In time, Jay. In time. Yeah, I know. The thing is, by the time it gets the Game Pass, it's going to be pretty old. I feel like Call of Duty's lifespan of a game is about a year, and then the next one comes out, and that's it. Then isn't it? so. Yeah, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, got that long. All right, most anticipated game: Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, Starfield, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <clears throat> Just funny, what game isn't on here? Go on, Spider-Man 2. Huge fucking. Where is it? How can you? It's not there. That's bullshit. I think I know why. I think it's because Spider-Man 2 hasn't got a release date, whereas all these other games have a release date. Ah, uh, okay. So I think they only went with games that have actually been announced. So it says, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the game medium forward. 
That's quite interesting. I would like to vote for. I think Starfield should win. I'm worried yeah. Tears of the Kingdom will win. Resident Evil shouldn't because it is basically just a it is a remake, right? Remake, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, I think, is a contender. Hogwarts potentially a contender, nah, depending on what they do with it, because it could be amazing. We still don't know. Legend true, of Zelda, true. I guess, just for the fact that it's so popular, but I don't we don't really know how it's going to innovate anything or like make it, you know, how it's going to push the gaming medium. We're not really sure how it's going to do that. Because any of these games could really take it, apart from Resident Evil, I think. I mean, Resident Evil has the only reason I think that's on there is because it's pushing the medium in terms of what's possible with making old games modern. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like taking a game that's already been done and redoing it for the modern age, I think definitely it should be on so that list for anticipated that. stuff. Yeah. 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 I think any of those uh, could la- take it, it'd be great. Last one. Best yeah. adaptation. Well, I know my answer. Now, Jay, you fucking you talk about a tight category. This I is think it's like arguably the tightest one of them all. Well, frankly. I don't know. I'd get rid of Sonic and Uncharted. Exactly, but the Cuphead show, Cyberpunk, yeah. Edge Runners, and Arcane are all top. Well, I notch. think I think Arcane and Cyberpunk are the two massive contenders, and then Cuphead is, comes in like second or third. I think you're right, but Cuphead's fantastic for what it, it does. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cyberpunk's going to win, but so Arcane's I, the only reason great. that either Arcane or Cyberpunk wins is the bigger audience, because I think Arcane has a very, very large League of Legends audience, whereas Cyberpunk and League of Legends don't mix as much. So you're not going to get many League of Legends people who who do the Cyberpunk one rather than the League of Legends one. You know, see what I mean? You reckon? Yeah, because I'm a fan of both, but I I Cyberpunk is way above the rest. Like it's the clear okay. winner. Okay. I have a feeling Arcane is going to win it though. Unfortunately, let's just say that. Uh, no, Ar- Arcane is fantastic, so I will not take that. Yeah. I will not take that. We'll see. Slander. We'll see. All right, well, that's all the game awards, guys. Jeez. Exciting times for those who care, or or you know whatever. Um, just remember that it doesn't take away from a fantastic game, and there's been a lot of great games out this year. Yeah, whatever Go happens, enjoy doesn't, doesn't really matter them. too much because a lot of them all deserve it. So any of them could have took it; it would have been fine. Hundred percent. Jay, let's move on to the news. We're fucking. We're not even halfway through this bad boy. It's a long <laughs> fucking episode. So let's just crack on and get through the news stories one by one first up jay a, a kind of surprising but not surprising announcement uh on the dead island twitter dead island 2 has been delayed by about three months i'm very happy about time. this go on go it on. says it's been delayed to april from february Correct. because they were gonna dead island was coming out i think either a week before or a week after hogwarts legacy so if i was gonna take a week off i'd have to pick one of the games and not be able to play the other so I should oh yeah be able to no, do you're both. right that is a good shout yeah, yeah. No, that is a good shout and Although, it gives me more time to i don't know how i feel it. about taking time off to be able to play games at the beginning of the year that's a bit tough for me so i don't know what we'll to see about that well just because of annual leave and stuff yeah just like i'd rather take the time off end of the year rather than beginning of the year sure i get that well, I, I take one week off at the beginning of the year and then two weeks off at the end of the year preferably I get that. Well, uh, are we concerned, Jay, that this game is just going to be delayed indefinitely again, and you know, forever be lost? Honestly, the, the longer it's delayed, the better, because it means they're putting time into it. Disagree, Jay. This game's been delayed for like seven years. A decade, I think, at this point. <laughs> eight. So, like, what if it just falls into the abyss again? No, if it, as long as it doesn't fall into the abyss, we're alright. I think they're they're too far to go not into into actual release at this point. And you know oh, how you know how games are nowadays. Even if the game is broken, they'll still release it. 
And I'd be like, oh, we had no Very idea. Good. What? Crazy. We'll patch it. Yeah, yeah. Back on. Next up. This one's a weird one, Jay. <clears throat> this one's a weird one. Oh, sorry, I got an itchy nose. Yeah, me too. My nose has been killing me. That was really itchy. According to Sony's latest financial report, the new PlayStation Plus subscription service has dropped subscribers from 47.3 million to 45.4 million um, since it launched in June. Yeah, I'd say there's definitely two million subscribers. A level of that has to be Game Pass, right? Like, I don't think it's obviously that much, but I think a level of it must be. Agreed. The weird thing, though, Jay, is that technically speaking, those with the essential plan didn't lose anything. If that makes no, sense. No, exactly. Yeah, it was just like they just. Me. You still get so 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 old PS Plus. You get your online. You get your your free games every month, and then you get the PS Plus collection. I think right. Yeah. And then on the new PS Plus, you basically have that as the essential range. And then you have additional ranges if you want to pay more money. Yeah. So people have actively unsubscribed, basically, which is yeah. the weird thing. So like you say, it's got to be Game Pass, right? It has yeah, to be. Yeah, it's got to be a level of it. But I can't imagine there are that many people who have both consoles who went, uh, I'll stop paying for that and start paying for that instead. True. Hard True. To say. This is a really tough one because it's only, it's only 2 million. I know it's obviously a lot of people, but it's not that many people. Exactly. Maybe it's um economic impact. Maybe yeah, I think a lot of it honestly to, might just be economic. I'd say it's more economic. Yeah. Also, it could be people Next who step. now have jobs who didn't before. <laughs> could yeah, be a number totally. of things. Yeah, totally. it's whatever. We'll we'll see how that. I mean, that's a fairly old story now, about a month old. But another new story, another Kojima story. Apparently, because Jay likes talking about them. Yeah. Hideo Kojima has revealed Deadpool two actor Shiori Kitsuna will start in his upcoming game alongside L Fanning. There we go. Yeah. So that was I wanted to kind of bring up the fact that uh, it looks like uh, Kojima's in his uh, early mystery marketing phase of right. game release, which he did with Death Stranding, which was Wales. you know. Look at the whales. Yeah, look at the whales. <clears throat> look at the uh, the strands and the people flying about in the sky and the weird necklace that floats about and the baby handprints. Like we're, we're sort of in that level of uh, uh, we're, we're almost at that level of marketing. Like, I don't. His game is probably a couple of years away at this point. But um, he also made a. He's done quite a few interviews recently of like you know saying that I'm not going to do the same thing again. It's going to be different. Um, but I'm going to show off the actors who are going to be in it because he likes to do that. He likes to show off the people who he's working with. Sure. He was doing that with this, right? All the actors, all the famous people that were in that, he was like showing them off and showing them in like mocap and all this kind of stuff before the game came out. So totally. he likes to, he likes to sing. He's almost like, like an actual film director and he builds a repertoire. He builds like a, a relationship with the people he's working with. Like he actually becomes friends with them and works with them at the same time. It's ama- that's amazing to me. <laughs> like totally. he actually builds like a genuine relationship to make the, the experience of making the game. Like he he genuinely builds his games with love, and I love that. That's amazing. Like he's like literally nurturing. He's like he's like taking care of this like like bread in the oven, and it's just you know it's amazing. It's been <laughs> he's, it's able to write. he's a he's gin, he's a craftsman of more than just games. You know he's fucking he's insanely cool, man. Fuck. <laughs> And speaking of Kojima, Death Stranding hit its third anniversary already, making us feel old. Yeah. And apparently over 10 million gamers have played the game. So this is quite interesting, because I want to make a comparison. So 
there's been over 10 million sales with Death Stranding over three years. Right? Yeah. Guess how many sales they got with the new Pokemon game in the first three days? Uh, 3 million or something? 10 million. Same as Death Stranding. Fucking hell. That game sold 10 million in three days. It was the and most, it was the most pre-ordered Pokemon game in history. It is now the best-selling Nintendo first weekend game in history. It's like breaking records, dude. It's insane. Oh, sh- There's, I mean, the audience insane. is there, dude. The audience is there. The audience is there. Jay, I'm really glad you put this on the news stories because I asked you about it last night and I guess you did a bit of Googling. But no, this is really cool. Um, AC Valhalla. We have uh, an update on the final DLC, which will be called The Last Chapter, coming out December December, 6th. Annoyingly, the same day as the new season for Overwatch 2. So I'll be playing Overwatch 2 instead. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't wait to jump in and play The Last Chapter. Um, a nice little wintry update. I like that. I like that. I'll probably play and, that at Christmas, uh, actually. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, and this does bring to a close basically two years of pretty consistent yeah. post-launch. It honestly support. feels like yesterday we were talking about, oh, I wonder what that has going to be like. <laughs> like it, right. I remember it so vividly. It's insane. I know. Um, it'll be curious to see how the game ages and how we think about it moving from here, Jake, because like... Yeah, I feel positive about it. I think you will feel positive about it the more like gap you have between Dawn of Ragnarok and now. Um but yeah, it's um I mean, it's kind of delivered on everything we I wanted at least, right? Like it it was a huge AC game. It was probably my favorite next gen game. It was a next gen game and the post launch support was great and you just jump in every few months you play it it's a great time and you jump out i've got i haven't really got many complaints yet is it bloated absolutely is the story way too long absolutely but you know it kind of did what i wanted it to what i don't know what your thoughts are yeah i'm the same i'm just looking forward to the next one now i'm more annoyed that Sounds i don't good. really know what the story is i want to know what happens with loki Oh, you're patient, Shay. Patient. I'm, a, I'm pissed, man. I, honestly, I think this, I genuinely think the story of uh, of uh, yes, the Assassin's Creed games, it's like second to none. They're like the one of the top three in gaming history. Honestly, genuinely, it's fucking, it's you. fucking perfect. It's so fucking good. Fucking, uh, fucking, fucking. Oh, oh, just a quick one on Valhalla, Jay. Um. Apparently, there's no new game plus, which people yeah, really want. I saw so, that. I'm not really yeah. fussed about that. That's whatever. I mean, either. Why would you want to play through that story? Yeah, 120 Jeez, hours again, and... new game plus. I think Fucking so. Hell. You guys are mental, honestly. Any, you you got to be playing some other games if you're playing Valhalla <laughs> twice. You you just got to be playing some other. Yeah, games. play something else, please. Persona Five, anything. We like Valhalla a lot. Go play something else. Yeah, we like it a lot, a lot. Um. Jay, last up on your side of the news, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt next gen update arrives this December. Yeah, I think it's December it 14th. Great. Um, yeah, they're basically just correct? making. December 14th. Uh, they're making Witcher 3 next gen, finally. Which actually might be the uh, push I need to actually play the bloody game. I don't know. That could be my, are we, are we, my Christmas game. I, mean, I don't know. Is this. You reckon? Well, I don't reckon? know. I've I've been playing Persona Five, and that's a really long game. So I guess I could play Witcher Two as well. I think. Or Witcher Three. Good man. I don't Good know. Man. It's, it takes. I don't know. I'm. It's, I'm more annoyed the fact that that there's um, d- 
difficulty settings with Witcher. I'd rather be able to get all the achievements, but I'm not going to be able to if it's sort of hard. I just can't be able let to me play tell it you, hard. Let me tell you, as an expert who's got all the achievements, let me tell you how you do that, Jay. You play through the game, you do everything. You play through on a difficulty you feel comfortable with, and you just do New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty, and you'll oh, be fine. Okay, we'll do that then. Fine. Jay, question for me. One, Witcher 3 is actually a winter game for me because I played it over winter. Which yeah, I it feels like love. a wintry game to me as well. Bro, I fucking love gaming in the winter, man. Yeah, I think I'm getting more experience. excited for winter than summer at this point. Just, <laughs> I know summer's all outdoorsy and shit, but... Yeah, I somewhat I agree. Winter. I just hate the cold. I get that. I get that. Um, but my question, Jay, will this bring me back to Witcher 3 as someone who played through it twice and got all the achievements? I don't think so. No, I would like Unless to get your opinion on how it looks, though, whether there's actually any difference. You know what? I'm more than happy to play it for you, Jay. Well, I'll just I'll try it in. out, you know. I'll jump. No, I'll jump in. I'll see what, I'll see what the game looks like. If I play and I'm like, I can't really notice a difference. I think there will be different, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot if you want. I've still got the disc, so why not? It won't take me that long. That comes from their Twitter, by the way. Right, moving on to some of my stuff. Now, I've got to say, I don't know the exact sources for some of... Oh, no, I've put them on here, actually. Ignore me, ignore me. First up, Gears of War, according to Netflix, is getting an adaptation and a movie. It's getting a live-action movie and an animated TV show. Now, I know what you're thinking, listeners. Nick, you hate video game adaptations. Why is this on the news? Correction. I hate video game movie adaptations. Animated TV series, on the other hand, that's what we want to be focusing on, guys. <laughs> Arcane, yeah, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Need I say it. more? Yeah, that's true. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the live action one because I think Dave Batista has. Uh, I don't think he's been confirmed for the main role, but he made. He literally made an audition tape on Twitter, and he looks awesome. Have you nice. seen it? Have you just not seen it? No, I was. He literally it. has so like the cosplay outfit of the, of the Gears of War thing. I recommend you watch it. Go, I'm not sure if it's on his Twitter or not, but you might be able to Google it. I don't know, but it's it's pretty impressive. Like he's basically like saying to the the, the people who are making the movie, like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing the main character. I look like him. I'm the right size. It makes sense. I'm an actor. I'm gonna be honest, bro. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I'm going to be honest, though. This sounds exactly like uh, Henry Cavill when he wanted to play Geralt, where he was just like saying in interviews, like, yeah, no, I'm pl- I'm, I want to play him. Like, fucking let me play him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look. I'm watching a video now. This is cool. Oh, he's got the, he's got, he's got the, the outfit. He's laughing. Yeah. He's actually yeah. Yeah, fair play to him, man. Fair he play. did a pretty good job. He does look right in the out. He does look right in the outfit, and you got to be pretty huge to wear that cos sort of cosplay, haven't you, to stand out? He, he honestly he looks like so if he looked like that in the movie, I'd be like, yep, good enough. Looks fucking yeah, sick. Yeah. See, it's got totally. quite a few likes, quite a few uh, retweets. It's got three million views on the video, like this. Not he bad. he made Not sure bad, to tag yeah. Netflix and Gears of War, so yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, um, who's the who's the guy who made Gears of War? I forgot his name. Uh, Cliff Brzezinski. He he's like, yeah, you're good enough. I'd happily have you in it. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like nice. the top reply. Let me double check. Yeah, Cliff nice. Brzezinski, brother. As a designer of one, two, and three, you're my first choice. 
That's literally oh, what that's he says. Nice, He's it? like, oh, that's nice. I don't even see it. Right, Jake. Next up, insane. Um, that's it. That's cool. That's so next fucking up, cool. Next up, we have Jay. I'm not sure if we've spoken about this because I know we haven't recorded for a while. But basically, Bethesda and Mick Gordon have been going back and forth. Uh, the original thing was they came out with a statement saying them and Mick Gordon weren't working together anymore, which is such a shame because the dude's weird drama. One of the best. Very odd drama. Then Mick Gordon on uh, medium.com released a really long explanation in his statement on what happened with the doom eternal projects and his mm-hmm. involvement with it bethesda have already come back to that and said that they basically disagree um and they're happy to provide evidence to show their sort of side of the story so to speak yeah i'm sure it's somewhere in between the only thing i want to say on this is it's weird um, you should definitely read Mick Gordon's Medium.com post because it gives such a great insight into game development, um, mm. which we we lack basically. And I just also want to say it's a bit of a shame because we love the Doom game. Well, Doom Eternal's phenomenal, and the soundtrack to both Doom games is great. And um, it's just a shame, really. But business is business. I just suppose. Uh, what are your thoughts? just give me the cliff notes because I'm not fully in on. I'm not fully in in. Uh, okay. You know. So basically, the from the outside looking in, it looks like Marty Stratton, who is I think studio head of ID or oh. an executive producer or one or both. Um, basically, it sounds like he the yeah. So I think some of the allegations that him and Mick Gordon didn't work well together. Right. And Mick Gordon is saying that the development of Doom Eternal was so hellish that um, nice. basically, like he didn't have time to produce the tracks. He didn't have enough uh, vision of what the tracks needed to be, this kind of thing. And then because he was a contractor, he wasn't paid for some stuff. Oh, shit, yeah. All this kind of stuff. So that's kind of the general vibe I'm getting. I'm not really sure what Bethesda's stance is other than that they disagree. So the evidence is more geared towards who? Because of the detail of Mick Gordon, I would probably say Mick at this time because of how well he breaks down everything. But we haven't frankly. had Bethesda's breakdown now. No. Right, okay. So we've, seen, we've basically that... seen one side and not the other. Pretty much. Okay, Pretty well, much. seeing as what we what happened with the, the Bayonetta actress, then we kind of might want to wait on that. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, totally. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a shame because um, you know, the entire project was amazing. Um, agreed. But yeah, that is a bit of a shame. But yeah. Jay Kevin Conroy has sadly passed away. Yeah, Just want to give a shout a out to him a... and his work on Batman. Yeah, that's that was. I mean, he was fa- he not he was pretty young to be honest, right? He was like in his sixties, I want to say. Yes, maybe 60s, even yeah. early sixties. Uh, it's always a, you know, I mean, even what's the name? Uh, the guy who played the White Ranger died as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was fifty-four, I think. Super young. It's insane. It's always a sh- it's all, yeah. It's always a shame when uh, when people go out that young. I mean, people obviously call those you know types of people old, but I mean that you know if you're in your eighties or seventies, like then yeah, sure. But fifties or sixties is what you know way too way too too soon. And it agreed, is always shame. Agreed. But I mean, you know, a lot of people come out and said loved him as Batman. I thought yeah, he was great no, he will he will go so, down yeah. in history as the voice of Batman, hundred percent. Yeah, he yeah, is the totally. voice for a generation for multiple generations totally yeah what a legacy all right absolutely um nearly there guys in terms of the news penultimate it looks like playstation is making some moves to ban shovelware and easy platinum games on the store reason i brought this up a podcast i listened to sacred symbols uh 
uh, a couple of the guys on there talk about this all the time, but I thought it was an interesting story anyway. Basically, um, at dex.x.com, there has been a sort of leak letter to devs, apparently, which basically you can go see it for yourself, guys. But it basically talks about products whose functionality and or assets are copied are not meaningfully different from products already published on PlayStation Store, irrespective of the publisher of the record. Um, this is one of the uh, sort of specifications as to why it might be removed. So basically, the lowest of the low, easy platinum games where you tap the screen and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, they're going to make an effort to get rid of them. Oh, okay. um, it seems as though the PlayStation Store's worse for it than the Xbox Store for some reason. I could be wrong. I don't notice as much shit on the Xbox Store, so I'm not sure. But I, d- I don't notice it at all. <laughs> so, this isn't really like in my uh, in my wheelhouse or in my like right my so, world. So here's the arguments, Jay, on your point on that. Right. So some people are saying, look, the the PlayStation Store is getting too overloaded. And the games that should shine aren't shining. Um, mm. And we can't track how many new games are coming. And there's loads of new games that are dog shit, right? The other argument is, which is probably mine on your side, we know what games we want to buy. We wishlist them and we keep an eye on them. If not, we get them at day one. We like we know what we want, right? Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, whatever it is. We know what we want and that's like we keep an eye on it. Sure, Humans 2, whatever it is. And then I think the other side comes back and says, well, yeah, but look, you might actually want to play Guacamelee 2 and you might really enjoy it, but you never know it exists because it's so funneled out by all the garbage that is on uh, that is on the store. Or rubbish, I should say. Yeah. So that I think that's kind of the, the you know, the different sides. There. I feel like there should just be a different section. But like <laughs> shit game, no, they're gone. Well, no, like or basically that, but like games that are like triple A, double and single, basically. Like there should just be like a section for like games that are made with a certain budget, almost. You know, like it does feel a bit class, like you know, like almost like having to put like a level of class into it or whatever. But it's kind of like I don't know. To me, I like I hate having to wade through all the rubbish just to see what all the good stuff. You know. A lot of the time, yeah. the feature stuff at the top is obviously all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, and obviously, the lower you go, the more you find all the rubbish. But um, yeah, I haven't had too much of an issue with it, but it would be nice to have a different section. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've got editor's picks and stuff like that, which I think helps a lot. Yeah, me, I feel like but... if, if anything, it should just be like a roller deck. So like if there's some sort of like new game that isn't going to see the limelight as much, it should be like on a featured or like a editor's type tab or something, you know? Totally. Like it should definitely week, still have it. Whatever it might be. Depending yeah. on, I mean, a, a lot, the way that world works is obviously like marketing and how much you pay to be on certain parts of the, exactly, of the yeah. marketplace. You should get, just get what you pay for. Simple as. But problem with that, Jay, I think, is that some people might say, yeah, but look, some of these games need shining just from. Just well, because from they don't have the budget. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but that's, that's what yeah. editors' picks are for. That's what featured games and all this kind of stuff. Like, an editor isn't so, going to go, well, they didn't pay that much. So I'm not going to put them in my pick. It's like, no, I picked it because I fucking like it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I feel like if you're going to do that, it's just make, make that editor side of things more prevalent, you know? Like that's, that's actually a lot of the way how I find new games on, on mobile. So I go to the editor's pick and go, oh, hang on, a lot of these I wouldn't have seen had I not known they were there. Mm. So, it's, you know, it definitely helps. Maybe not as much as the developers would like, but it's tough. That's <laughs> just how the world, how the industry is. It's how you, you can't, like, uh, that's like that's a really annoying argument about making, like, the space more fair. 
and like the equal opportunity and stuff where it's kind of like well you know money makes the world go round have more of it like and obviously they can't make more unless the game sells more and the game won't sell more unless it's seen more so it's like a vicious circle of just shit anyway it's never yeah. ever going to change never going to yeah, change totally. unless they make their own shit. space for it make their own marketplace where all these small games are going to be seen totally the good ones anyway right yeah you got you, um, you need to have like a dedicated space for it because it's never going to be seen in this already you know overcrowded space of all these amazing games that are made by people with so much more fucking money than you i'll be honest though jay i will be honest i think xbox one of the reasons xbox doesn't have this problem i think their stores probably better fil- has a better filtration system by the looks of things yeah, but also it's much better I think Game Pass is a solution to this. And oh, massive. Why. Oh, dude. The amount of indie games I've played that I would have never have even knew about. Like, I've downloaded Somerville. you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to try that out so bad. I'd never seen that had it, had it not come to Game Pass. It looks great. 100%. And the thing about that, Jay, is that, yeah, if, if you can download it for free, I truly believe the cream of the crop will come to the top. Yeah. So the likes of Tunic, you know, on the game of the year list, I think part of that is because it's on Game Pass. I really oh, do I believe that. That would have never got on any of those lists had not been on Game Pass. I yeah, okay. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> so, I, also we will talk about Summerfield very shortly. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I didn't even know what it's about. I literally I saw it. It looked great, and I was like, oh, I'll download it. I didn't even try it yet. I have no idea what it's about. I don't even know what the gameplay is like. I sure. just saw some of the artwork sure. and went, yep, yeah, I'll give it a go. We'll discuss that. Artwork is honestly enough for me a lot of the time to even download it. So, I hear you. Not to uh, buy Last it, up, but... Jay, on the news, uh, looks like Remedy, during a investors meeting report thing, have talked about two type of control games in development, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very exciting. So potentially like there a, seems to be a, a free-to-play co-op game, uh, co-published with Tencent, which sounds like a mobile game. Which I'm not Yeah, Tencent are the guys who make mobile games, yeah. And a spin-off game of... Sorry, sorry, hold on. What? Well, hold on a minute, hold on a minute, I think I'm getting shit wrong. What, no, 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 no. So that was called Codename Vanguard, Codename Co- Condor, a spin-off game of Control, a bigger... Oh, fuck's sake, I have fucked up. Right, let me start this shit again. Please. Jesus Christ. Codename Condor, a spin-off game of Control, proof of concept stage, very early on. Okay. Codename Heron. A bigger control game in conception stage and prototyping continues. Together with the Northlight technology team, the focus has been on developing the required technology and tools that will serve a number of revenue games in the future. So overall, it sounds like there is some stuff going on in control very early stages, which I'm quite excited about. So, Still need to yeah, play it. Still need what? to play it. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I mean, I know. I'll get you remember that. You remember that Horizon game you like? You remember yeah, that all right. There's too much to play. There's a lot. There's, we've got oh, my back catalog's fucking huge. It's so now, big. Yes, obnoxiously big. It's <clears> annoying. <throat> right, that's it, mate. Um, time to move on to my topics, if that's all right. Please, you. yeah, please. Okay. So I've got quite a few things to talk about as well, Jay. Let me start with the small stuff, and then we'll get to the bigger stuff. Okay. So, um. Somerville. Yeah. So Somerville J was yeah, a game that it? we saw in E3. <laughs> it's basically made... Remember. Okay, so basically what happened is um, 
Oh, are they called Play Dead? I think they were called Play Dead. Play Dead made Inside. Sorry. Limbo, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they made Inside. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you played Inside. I played Inside's them both, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so Inside was an absolute masterpiece. Uh, I believe what happened is the two co-founders actually split, and I believe one of the co-founders or a number of people who may who were on the team actually formed a new team and that team made Somerville. Okay. Now I'm not sure if you remember this, but the trailer was an E3. I'm and now watching phenomenal. the E3 trailer just to remind myself as well. It look it looks incredible. So it's basically it looks like some type of alien invasion thing, but it's still got that kind of two D, two point five D thing going on, uh, with a dog as well. Um and basically I was really keen on playing it. I really, 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 really wanted to play it. I actually believed it was going to be a ten out of ten game. I did believe that. Hmm. It came out, Jay, and it was more like a seven or eight out of it ten. It came out uh, from yeah. Oh yeah, it's that, yeah, yeah, bro. It came out like two weeks ago, a week ago even. Oh well, I mean, I know, I know it's out now, but I feel like it only came out like the last couple of days. About a week ago. Oh, okay, fair enough. So it came out. Um, the reviews weren't quite as 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 beaming as i would have hoped apparently the start of the game is fantastic but there's a few issues oh, with the yeah. game uh, both with design and uh, function which unfortunately oh. seem to hold it back a bit so it has put me off playing it i'll be honest with you but it looks like a great game it looks like war so, of the worlds yeah exactly exactly but like oh wow wow yeah i remember this trailer i remember looking at this trailer being like i'm not really that interested but now i'm seeing it again i'm kind of like Man, I feel like every day my mind changes on what my what my worldview about games is. Honestly, it's just like so crazy. Sure. Yeah. So that's that. Wow. So I'm not sure whether I'll play it. If I do, I might play it over the Christmas break. Yeah, but maybe if you play it, you can let me know me. what you think of it. Um, more than happy to get your thoughts on that before I play it. So that's okay. that. So haven't played it. Uh, another game that came out, Jay Pentiment. I'm sure you've you must have seen someone on this. Pentiment. Is this a game, is it? Yeah, it's on Game Pass from Obsidian. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to get 10 out of 10, right? Fucking across the board, man. Yeah. Across the board. Not surprised. I'm honestly surprised so, yeah, this so... isn't on the uh, the Game Awards for innovation True. or something. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think it might have missed the uh, deadline. Uh, that'd be why, yeah. So, I'm not looking um, at it. Yeah, yeah, so... that's great. yeah so it's just... Because it's sort of, of in that like, really... um, that like old English art style right where it was like all the like you look at the battle Medieval. of hastings yeah tapestry so the sort of old english tapestry artwork totally so apparently it's like a mix of a puzzle narrative game um basically it's made by a few a really small team in obsidian yeah. and the director over there is someone who's really famous for previous designs and things i can't remember his name unfortunately but yeah basically jay critically acclaimed to say the least great now i actually fancied trying it out but apparently it's I've like 20 it. to 30 yeah. hours long um and i'll be honest with you as soon as i heard what sort of game it is so apparently if you like this sort of game it's it's incredible but not everybody likes this type of game and it looks a bit like uh, a, a sort of tale of monkey island type game and i, I don't rate yeah. those at all my dad's some of my dad's favorites so i think he'd probably like it might like it Ooh. so yeah so that's it really um so again another game which i like the look of but i don't think i'll play um, it almost looks like what, it's what, got a personary type thing where like you can do things during the day oh okay potentially i'm now looking through the review but 
Yeah, it looks like very, it looks it honestly looks like one of these really old like like PC, you know, like dialogue games, you know. Yeah, totally. But with like totally. with like modern features in there to make it look more interesting. It definitely it's funny. <clears throat> All the dialogue text is in that sort of old English text. It's actually kind of hard to look at and like read because it's not <laughs> it doesn't look not new. easy, is it? It looks old, no. to, it looks hard to read. I can barely read that. Do you think you'll play it? I'll definitely give it a go. I, I honestly think it's probably better than I think it is. And I prefer games that are like that. Okay. Well, I, I look at it and go, if people, if there's enough people who think it's amazing, it probably is. There's probably a reason for why. But sure. because I don't think it looks good, it must have something about it that I will like in there. Like, I think sure. a, a certain games have to... I think the part of the reason why some games are so amazing is because they have something for everyone. But it doesn't mean that it has everything for everyone. It just has something, you know. And I think that's probably totally. part of the reason why about our argument earlier about games not maybe meeting the mark is because maybe the thing that the game, every game has something for some for someone it doesn't mean it has something for everyone. It doesn't mean it also has everything for everyone. It just has something for some people, and they may, might be disappointing for you because it has nothing for you, you know. So it just it's again it's just whatever whatever's your preference. But again, it's like Completely reading great. it's like reading a book or watching a movie. You don't know you like it until you've read it or watched it. Yep. So you've got to have the experience of all you really really know. You know. Completely agree. So there's that. Yeah. Excuse me. Hold on. Need to choke myself. I don't think anyone's now, ever what... done that art style before. It's such a good no. idea. It's such a good idea. No, it's really cool. So. Those along with Playtale, that you know, Game Pass is having a few kind of cool. Dude, Game releases. Pass, it's Game Pass's decade. It really is. And they Spawn are too, killing like it. That sort of thing. So, what have I been playing, Jay? Please. Yeah. Now, actually, I have been playing more uh, lately because I was ill uh, end of last week. Okay. And um, I forgot to tell you last night. Yeah, on top of everything else, I told you I was ill last <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. So um. I was off for a few days, um, so I just thought, all right, time to catch up on some games. Uh, so um, I played quite a bit of Xbox while I was off, which was quite nice, actually, because I haven't played in quite a while, frankly. Yeah. So I've been playing um, Halo Infinite. The big Ooh, winter update surprising. finally came for it. Okay. So we have a new multiplayer season. We have co-op campaign, and we have Forge. I was going to say now. Forge, yeah. So um, me and Will have been playing the co-op campaign, and we're having a blast. Um, basically just going through all the different achievements and we've now started a new save together just to go through the actual whole campaign together um, and we're having a blast uh, the game is fantastic the actual gameplay is great it's just a shame that this wasn't available on launch um, pretty much a lot of the narrative is around well Nick is this too late for the game I've thought about this a lot Jay yeah. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't think, I don't think, unless a game is truly dead and it's been like five years since it came out, I don't think there's rarely a game that will release a free update or an update that will not garner some attention and get some players back. I, I'm not sure. Halo Infinite will never hit what it kind of should have hit. No. Nope. But I don't think, like, I think every update is going to, like, people are going to go, yeah, oh, people okay. are going to come because... back to see what, if anything's changed. Kind yeah, of, you know, because that happens with every game that, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the fact that people ask, "Is it too late?" Well, you keep asking the question, so clearly it isn't. If it was, you wouldn't even ask the question, in my opinion. What, I think it's you, definitely think? hanging on. 
by the skin of its teeth. Sure. I honestly, I, sure. honestly, I honestly thought to myself recently, I was like, I wonder if Halo is going to announce that they're shutting it all down. Like I did think that crazy? to myself. No, I did think that to myself. I was thinking, I don't know if there's enough people playing it right now, but there must be. There must still be enough, just barely, to keep it going. I think there's a, a fair few. To we be would fair. have heard by now if it was done, if it was you know going out. So there has to be uh, the only way that anything like that can survive is if it's making enough money to uh, to basically cover the server uh, costs, basically. Cost. I think there's more than enough people playing it for that. Well, then fair. that's enough then, isn't it? Which is funny because so, Blizzard and Overwatch too, they're fucking... Luckily they've changed a lot with the with the monetization with stuff, but they were way overcharging people for certain monetization stuff, and it's kind of like, whoa. Oh, really? They still are, to a degree, but it's like, you must be making enough... The thing is, the only reason I think people have realized that because they've lowered prices means they're probably not making as much as they want to be making, so... Sure. Yeah, we'll see sure. about that. Even though they've got like 25 million people playing the game, so they've, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, so we're having a great time with that. We'll continue playing it. Um, but, like, basically, Jay, so we, we started Outriders and we were playing uh, Outriders yeah, together. I saying, yeah. Um, and How far did you like get with that? Through... <laughs> not far. Oh, basically. really? That's surprising. Yeah, not far at all. Like, we could only jump in for an hour or two hours when we played it. But the game is quite... I know every game's repetitive, but I... we did feel that that game was particularly repetitive. Yeah, there's nothing really special um... about Outriders, necessarily. The end Sorry? game isn't that great either, to be honest. Yeah, it's... I think I can totally see why you'd bash through it in a weekend. It's a poor man's destiny. Think... It really is. It's a poor man's destiny. There we are. So anyway, what I was going to say was like, if you were like Nick, would you rather play Outriders or Halo Infinite? I'm picking Halo Infinite every yeah, single I'd time. Yeah, I'd probably pick frankly. that too, <laughs> even though I'm not. So, so, so we're going to play through that over winter, I think, and stuff, and have a good time. But yeah, that's it's going to be it's going to be really cool. It's it's okay. been really good to play. The other thing I've been playing, due to speaking to Will, is obviously Jay. We've talked about COD coming to Game Pass. What's going on? It's not happening. Yeah. Impatience got the better of me. No. So let me give you the brief background. No. So when I was a couple of years ago from CEX, I think I had, I think it was when I was unemployed um, or I was off ill, but either way, I basically got the, um, the only way you could play the COD four campaign remaster yeah. was getting the deluxe edition of infinite warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought it from CEX, which was actually cheaper than the actual game just on its own, which is fucking crazy. So I bought the game, and then they have a two-day return policy. So I literally bashed out in two days. Nice. So I uh, I finished the COD 4 campaign remastered, ages wonderfully. R truly still one of the great campaigns. Yeah. And then I also played through Infinite Warfare campaign, just because I had the game. And um, pleasantly surprised, it, it did the job, uh, and it was fine. Returned it, got all my money back, or whatever. But I never re and then Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered came out, bought that, then came fucking free on PS Plus. But anyway, played through that, loved it, and then I never actually replayed a couple of the other old ones. I did replay Black Ops when I got the Infinite Warfare package. I did the same thing, bought it, completed it, returned it. Black Ops again aged really well, and I actually liked it more recently than I think when I originally played. I think mm -hmm. I appreciated it a little bit more, frankly. Uh, now, I didn't replay a couple of the golden era of COD games, those being World at War and Modern Warfare 3, which I originally played in 2013, which was years after it came out, whoa, but I was whoa, still whoa, whoa. playing COD. Modern Warfare 3? 
So I played Modern Warfare 3 years after it came out in 2013. Three? Yeah. As in the worst Call of Duty has ever been released? Jake, Ghost is the worst Call of Duty. No, 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 no. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 3 was a stain on no, no, Call no, no, of Duty's no. legacy. way worse. No, 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 no. I, I, I returned worse. Modern Warfare 3. I was like, I can't... I can't... St- I, I was... At the height of my Call of Duty like love, and I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. stand it. It was, really? it was awful. Multiplayer or campaign? Both. Okay. It was abysmal. I, could, I honestly, I felt gross. I, it genuinely made me feel sick. It makes me feel awful feeling about it. Like, <laughs> wow. it's so bad. It's, it is awful. Like you like okay. that? You're telling me you like that? No, I'm saying that I didn't you mind it, it when I, I thought it was better. That hold on, hold on. I was expecting it to be truly horrendous. Yeah, and it I was. didn't like it, but I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay, okay, I can accept that. I can accept that. Oh man, that was a big. And that was that was like nearly that 10 made years me ago. not play COD for years. Like genuinely, <laughs> I stopped playing COD after that for years, and I came back to Fair. it I think with World War Two when it came out, and then I stopped playing it again. Sure, sure. Oh god, that was awful. So, I've rebought World at War and Modern Warfare Three for the cheap from CEX. I think I have one at War still. That's three sixty, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I Both still have all compatible. my original cards. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> the only thing I haven't rebought, which I want to play, is Black Ops Two. I think. Um, which do I, I have Black Ops Two? I might. I might have it. I have to have a look. And um, basically. I'm currently playing through World at War, the campaign at the moment. Oh, sweet! Which is really again, still holds Jay. up. Holds up really well. Yeah, really well. Great story. Um, graphics aren't too bad, and um, yeah. the story holds up really well. Jay, what an interesting game because obviously <laughs> this came out in an interesting period, right? We just had Modern Warfare, and then we went back to World War Two, and I think the majority of the narrative was why are we going back to World War Two? Like we've just had Modern Warfare. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think there's also some people out there who think World at War is like the best World War Two COD. Yeah, which to is me, Call of Duty is World War Two. Interesting. I disagree with that. But okay. well, no, it is. Call of Duty to me is World War Two. Like it's it's the events of what happened from 1939 to 1945, and all the stories told from that period. And then the other side of Call of Duty is all the modern wars, i.e., like the Iraq War and all that kind of stuff. Sure. That's what Call of Duty sort of split into like two or three for me. It's it's World, it's World War One, World War Two, and the recent wars. It can be any of those three, but to me, I'd say Call of Duty is more of World War Two than anything else. But yeah, it always. It's, I feel like the people who say that about why, why we go back to World War Two, it's kind of they must be the younger audience. Well, uh, we were the younger audience at the time it came out. Oh well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's always strange. Yeah. Totally. So it's holding up really well, Jay. I'm really enjoying it. Basically. Um, I'm just playing through the campaign on regular. Jay, I am so bad at Call of Duty. <laughs> so That's bad. funny. That's funny. Dude, so I used to play... I, I've pretty much finished... Okay, I haven't because I didn't do Mile High Club. Yeah, I know. Oh, but I've wow. pretty much done Modern Warfare 1 and 2 on Veteran, right? Yeah, I, I think I've done every single Call of Duty on Veteran other than the last couple. Right. Let and me stop Modern you Warfare right 3, there, obviously. Sonny Jim. Okay. I can appreciate. I had to relearn how to play Call of Duty on this. Yeah, game no, you have regular. to. Yeah, you definitely have to re- get the muscle memory back. Yeah, dude, fucking, it it was deep. I was like, 
until like 10 missions in, I was literally like, I, I don't feel like I'm playing this. I didn't even feel like I was walking around right. It well, was... that's the thing. Multiplayer uh... versus single player is a different experience. Like, you could be good at multiplayer, but terrible at single player, and vice versa. See, I always thought if you were incredible at multiplayer, single player was a breeze. Different experience. For some, I think it's playing against a computer is just different. Sure. And obviously, sure. difficulty can change things. Like, you could be the master at veteran, be but be awful on, online. So here's one for you, Jay. Did you power through the stress points of being stuck on veteran campaigns? Yeah. Or did you... Just power because... through it. I just kept going until I didn't die. Uh, there definitely was a point where I was like, right, I've died like literally tens of times now. There must be something I need to do. And I, I think after that, I just sort of studied where the enemies are coming from and made sure to kill them in different orders and then found the right order that worked, basically. So it was quite methodical. Oh yeah, it was basically like, right, where do the enemies spawn from? Which one do I need to kill before I get swamped? And then hopefully I just, I just prayed that I didn't get swamped anymore. And then it just sort of worked. <laughs> right, it was definitely okay. a strategy. You need a strategy. You can't just, I mean, you can power through it, but you definitely, at some point you will need a strategy. Right, okay. In that case then, what about like the, the bits in World at War and Modern Warfare 2 when they can continue to respawn? But you have to sort of move up to stop them respawning. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You just take it slow. You really, really have to take it. You take it like slower than slow, like snail's pace. Mm. You kill one enemy, okay. you move slightly. You kill another, you move slightly. You just have to sort of time it right. A lot of it's just timing too. And do you, did you, when you play through veteran, do you think that you powered through because you enjoyed it so much at the time? Like, would you do that now? You know, would you? Spend oh yeah, I do that. I... About... The story would have to be good enough for me to do it, I think. Sure. I think most of the... I'd say if all the core duties I've done on Veteran, the story's been good enough for me to want to do it. Would you replay an old one on Veteran? Or I suppose you wouldn't need to because you've done it, actually. Probably not, no. Would you play through... <laughs> so, like, every time you played these COD campaigns, would you play through the first time on Veteran? No. Okay. You'd play through it probably, like, on normal or easy or something. Okay. So... Do you think I could do these games on Varen? Yeah, very doable. They're not because impossible. I... You just need you need to know what your skill level is, where your ceiling is. Because Modern Warfare 2 campaign remastered, I did a few on Varen, and I'm gonna be honest, Jay, I hit a wall on the uh the one in Brazil. Is it Brazil? Uh, mm -hmm. Sao Paulo. Sure. Where you've got the um shacks, and then you move on to the area where they're all in the windows and stuff. I remember. I just, I just thought, Jay, like, yeah, I could sit here and try this for two hours, but I don't, I'm not sure if I want. to. I guess to you could also look up a YouTube video of like where you need to position yourself. Yeah, it's you true. Do that too. Yeah. I just, I wasn't cheating, feeling the love enough to, right. to, to power through. I don't, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think I should? Do you think like? I mean, I think the other thing for me was also the achievements at the time, but I, I, I don't know if I cared that much. I don't know. I think for me it was proving to myself that I was good enough. And do you think there was a bit of peer pressure because we were all playing it at the time? You no, because nobody, nobody was playing campaign. Not really. Oh, I play campaign. I feel like I when I spoke to people about it at school, they were more concerned about multiplayer. So I just I did it myself. You know what I mean? Sure. I wouldn't mind playing through Ghosts again, honestly. Oh, Jay, please I loved don't it. Say I thought it was great. Like Jay, Jay great. please, please. I think it's in my top please. three Call uh, Call of Duties. It's like Modern Warfare 2, I guess. I don't know. Could maybe top five. It's like Modern Jay, Warfare 2, Black Ops 1, World at War, and then maybe 
Ghosts is like four or five. Jesus Christ. It just depends. Maybe Modern Warfare one and then Ghosts. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly I miss Call of Duty. I, I wouldn't mind playing this new one, but um, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. I want to play it on Game Pass. Okay, well, tell you what, Jay. What I might do is... I think because I'm feeling World at War, I'm going to try World at War on Veteran. <laughs> okay. And... Have you played through it on regular? Yes, well, I'm doing that now. Okay, we'll finish that, and then, I mean, if you want to do Veteran. There is an achievement for it, right? Yeah, for every mission, actually. Yeah, we'll do that then. Do it, you know. The problem is, Jay, I just can't justify it, bro. Every time I say it, I'm just like... I don't want to spend that much time on a Call of Duty game, on a well, campaign, right now. You know what I mean? Do, do only ever do what you feel you want to do. Never ever push. Never like force yourself to do anything. Never like force. That. Never, never force, force it. Because if you force it, you'll just feel bad. Like you make yourself feel bad about it, and then you resent the game for it. It's true. Like you'll just you'll right. leave yourself with a bad taste, and you don't really want that. You're right. You're right. Okay, let's actually move on to what I actually have finished okay yeah, yeah i have finished some games first up jay demon souls remake oh demon souls okay sure demon souls you finished it finished it platinum or no completed it mate absolutely not jay absolutely okay. not um platinum would take a new game plus through a game and then some yeah and i uh, do not like that game enough to do that okay so, incredible game, Jay. In yeah. terms of it, I think it might be the best looking game I've ever. Played yeah, it's, yeah. Blue Point did an amazing job. It's 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 Dark Souls if it was made in a in a modern engine, basically. Correct. It, I mean, I assume it looks better than Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, I think graphically, hundred percent. Yeah. So um, content wise, amazing maybe not looking so game. Um, really enjoyed the sort of standard Dark Souls pacing. Now, as you know, Jay. My only other game is Bloodborne. Yeah. And I've decided that once I've gotten into it, I've decided that I should go back and play these other games, right? Mm. Um, so I started with Demon's Souls Remake because one, it was on PS Plus, and two, um, it's the first one, kind of. So you can definitely tell, Jay, that there's a few design changes here. So the bosses, for instance, are more puzzle-based than yep. um, endurance-based, shall we say? And uh, also... Yeah. Um, which I, I don't think I like I didn't like puzzles actually so mm. I didn't like that as much sure. but the boss designs are awesome always and then the other thing I noted Jay is the bonfire locations are way more punishing yeah. way more punishing yeah yeah. it was probably... quite old school in that sense that's the point actually yeah, I'd say Dark Souls 1 feels fairly punishing in its placement uh, I'd say it gets slightly easier as you go along actually yeah. really yeah, two and three definitely felt less punishing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, might, it might have been um, the same. But I just didn't, you know, maybe it just felt different. But I don't know. Sure. Yeah, but um, really enjoyed playing through it. Really glad I finished it. Had a good time overall. There were a few moments when I was like, Oof. and you didn't quite like if you were leveling up right, you didn't quite get that overpower buff that you do on Bloodborne, say, where like. You know, if you do it correctly and you don't risk too much and you level up when you have enough blood or souls, whatever the fuck. Um, I do think towards the end of the game, like you said, like we talk, spoke about Jay, right? Like you can finish bosses in one attempt. Like if you're yeah. careful, you definitely can. I didn't get that as much with this game. It was hard, oh, okay. frankly. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But yeah. yeah. Any questions really on that? 
Honestly, more than anything, I'm just surprised that you're even into it, to be honest. I would have never have pegged you as a Souls person, but I'm glad that you're getting there. And you still, so you st I'm guessing you've still got to play 1, 2, and 3. Yes, sir. Okay. So have you have you acquired them, or is it still a, a not acquired but planned to play stage? Yeah, so I've bought Dark Souls 1 Remastered, I've bought Dark Souls 2 Scholars of the First Sin, and I've bought Dark Souls 3 Game of the Year Edition. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so you're ready to go. I am yeah, ready I think to go. now it's just a time thing, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Fair um, so yeah, it's just a time thing. But I will say, Ooh. Jay, um, when I sit down and I think, what do I want to play? One of the first things that come to mind are still, I want to play a Souls-like game. So oh, okay. Well, it's, it's strange that you're still in that mindset. Usually after I've finished uh, a Souls game, I'm so out of it by that point. I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching one of those things for a while. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it takes so much brain power. My God. Actually, um, I just feel not as capable at times. <laughs> I'm a bit worried. I know you like it, Jay, but I'm a bit worried about Dark Souls 2 in that I feel like I'm going to really struggle getting through that game. You'll struggle the same amount as you struggle for any Souls game. They're all the same, to be honest, in terms of like level of struggle to varying degrees, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess uh, a lot of it is confidence, the... honestly. If you've got the confidence to go into playing it and more than anything, you're probably going to do well. If you don't feel comfortable, confident about how you play, then you're probably not going to do very well. I say fifty yeah, percent like, of, of being good at that game is confident. But like, it's the oldest one in terms of graphics now because of the remasters and remakes, and you get the fifty percent death thing, which you kind of get in Demon Souls, but you kind of. What do you get fifty percent death? Remind me. So basically, every time you die, your health goes down until it reaches fifty percent. I don't even remember that. Yeah, true story. Isn't that similar in Bloodborne? No. But it's it like a Demon's Souls. It's like an insight thing? or I can't even remember. No. Okay. I Maybe think you I lose an remember. insight. I think you lose insight if you die in Bloodborne. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but Dark Souls 2 I think was the most Bloodborne. annoying one because there's also, if you die too many times, the um, enemies in the area get harder. Are you sure that's not what the health thing is you're talking about? Uh, they might have changed, but I'm pretty sure there was something like that in Dark Souls 2 or 3. Where yeah, you die like it's much like Sekiro. Where if you die so many times, it just gets harder. So it, it for, basically forces you to get that. better at the game. But the game's hard anyway. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I think I was already well, coming off of Dark Souls one, so I felt pretty confident. So I never really felt the effects of it. Sure, sure. I think I only died. Well, I died a lot, but like not enough for me to like <laughs> to notice. Well. That's you know that's that's the latest on Demon Souls. Um, so I've got the others ready to go. I'm really excited to play Dark Souls three because I've heard that's really good. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. Yeah. And I've heard Dark Souls one's a classic. It is. It's very much a classic. Yes. It's it's uh, yes, it's a classic. Uh, even now, Jay, though, I'm thinking this ain't Bloodborne. You know what I mean? Bloodborne was a different. It's a different ball game, honestly. Like it's much the same, but it's it's. I think the story of Bloodborne is better than anything. From Dark Souls one or two or three, maybe. I think the gameplay. I agree, but I think the the gameplay of Bloodborne is just what makes it stand very out different. So much. Very different. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really love the gameplay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the other thing I finished, Jay, which I'm very happy about, as dusk falls. Mm. So, this was a narrative-driven game uh, where you make choices for characters. It had that. Uh, um, sort of concept art looking yeah, yeah, paint yeah. Style like a bit of painting with, but yeah 
But it there's, was there's like been the... films that have been like that too. So sure. Um, and it was basically made by a studio by someone who I believe came from Quantic Dream, who yeah. made Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, yeah, Detroit Become Human. Yeah. Um, so she, I think she, the Caroline, the, t- the studio head, she and a small team have been. I think they've been making this game for like six to eight years. Oh yeah, that's a long time. There's, there's a long time. There's two episodes, three chapters in each, so six chapters overall. Um, and I'm pleased to report, Jay, I think this might be one of the best episodic choice-based games we've ever played. Well, that's good. That's probably why it's in the list of uh, in the nominations at the minute. I thought it was really great. I thought it was really, really great. I thought I really enjoyed it. Um, the ending surprised me. Slightly. So is there multiple endings, or is it all the same? Because from, in, in from what I've seen of videos of the game, and people explaining the way that you can make different choices is you can play through that game twice and have different choices and have it be a completely different game. Completely or does it all or does it all converge game. to one ending no matter what you choose? So it kind of converges to one ending, but the endings for each character can be so different. Yeah, but a bit like an uh, uh, until dawn then. Hundred percent. Because that game has like sixteen endings depending on who dies and who doesn't. We we're talking about that extensive in terms of almost anyone can die okay that's interesting okay so um so yeah so there's there's a if you when you you can see the tree after each episode i think that's probably what i've seen (laughs) it's 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 significant you really your choices can really differ okay um a hundred percent but the characters are really well actually jay the characters are well written the game's well written Frankly, I think the direction of the performance is what makes it outstanding. It's very believable. Yeah, that's what you like. Okay. Um, it is. Ah, uh, see, people might hate me for this. I actually think it was slightly too long. Oh, I think okay. we could have done with maybe an episode shorter. But um, overall, really enjoyed it. So, what was um, the overall length you... then? I'm going to guess 15 hours. Do you know what? Let me just check on my Xbox to give you a, an actual good estimation. If I had here. to guess, I'd say like two hours per chapter. So I think it was around that. Yeah. I think it was around that. Let me see if I can get it up. I'm sure someone could speed run it in like 10. <laughs> no doubt. If not quicker. If not quicker, yeah. So I've logged 13 hours. Yeah, that's probably about what I thought. Okay, not too bad. So yeah. Well, what's um, the achievement like on that then? Did you get everything or is it not? you got to play through it multiple yes, times. Thousand G. So you can do it's one playthrough very... and get everything, yeah. Well, so the the chapter select's fantastic. So you can play through and maybe you get... Well, no, you can't get every achievement because there's different choice-based ones, but right, you can get a lot. Thought, yeah. Um, but the, the chapter select's brilliant because you can chapter select from a certain area uh, or, or point in the story and you can create a new save. You can overwrite a save. And you can just explore and it doesn't save at all. Okay. So because you can do that from very specific points, yeah. it's really easy to go back and just mop up on the achievements. The only one I had a little bit of trouble with was the very last achievement. And you have to go back a fair bit and you have to keep playing the game because the, if you jump out of it, it messes up. So yeah. that was the only time where I probably spent about 30, 40 minutes trying to get this one achievement. But aside from that, it was pretty straightforward. Well, you're making it. You're actually selling it a little bit, so I'm potentially try that out. I don't know. Seeing as it's on Game Pass, one of the main characters is called Jay. Believe it or not, 
love it. Don't hear it's, it too uh, it's on Game Pass. That's the reason I played it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, enjoyed it. For me, Jay, I think it peaked in the middle of the story. Okay. Um, episodes three or four, maybe two to four. Sounds really very enjoyed. similar I... to how a lot of TV shows are nowadays with their seasons. They peak around the middle and then just die off. <laughs> True. The ending was good. Okay. I, it just, it was, I don't know. There was Maybe it's because I was coming to the end of the game. I'm not sure. Jay, was it like an ending it, where uh... it was like left to interpretation or was it very clear what the ending was? Very clear what the ending was, even with your decisions. But there is one thing. I mean, minor spoilers. No, spoilers for As Dusk Falls. If you want to go in completely blind, just skip. I want to go seconds. in blind. Well, it's not a spoiler, Jay. If if. All right. At least they say. There is a cliffhanger. Okay, that's fine. That's it. So the ending that's is a cliffhanger. Like it could have. Like so, it is left to some level of interpretation. Yes. Does it leave a uh, uh, opportunity for DLC extra chapter? Yes. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but that was all I was going to say. So, yeah. So, um, a cool game. And oh, I'm glad yeah. I played it. Um, probably probably one of the most... Probably one of the more under... What would you say? Underrated? Like under the radar oh. releases, perhaps, yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely remember the I trailer mean, from E3. Yeah. I mean, that being said, a lot of YouTubers did talk about it. I think that was one of the things, Jay, where the timing for that game was really good because there wasn't much else coming out at the time. So yeah, I think it got a bit more press. You kind of need it. that. For games that maybe aren't going to be seen as much, you need the timing of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's it, Jay. I've mopped up a couple of games. I'm playing a few more. I'm playing COD. I'm playing Halo. I'm hoping that next time we record, I would have actually done quite a bit on t- in terms of... <sighs> these games because frankly jay back in the old days even the 360 you can actually finish a game in a couple of days so that was yeah. nice anyway, <laughs> yeah love it all right well i guess the only other thing is uh we're now game awards is the perfect time to show off a bunch of new releases in terms of things that are coming trailers right. for games that are going to be out in like two or three years <laughs> right so people are speculating about what we're going to see during what, what was your what would you say you'd want to see at the game awards trailer wise Oh, great question, Jay. I don't want Starfield because I want them to work on it. Yeah, me too. And I want Leave them that to out, polish yeah. it. What do I? What do I want? A game that's announced, mate, or like a... either or. Okay. Like, what do I? What do I genuinely want? Yeah. What's what what have we not seen a lot of, trailer-wise, that you'd like to see more? Either like gameplay that we haven't seen or whatever. What about if I know that the game's in development trouble? Yeah, that's fine. Do... Anything. Like, I, I want to see a Spider-Man that. 2 trailer. That's that's my number one. Number one Spider-Man trailer. Nice. And Wolverine as well. I want to see a Wolverine trailer. Sure. Okay. I'll be honest with you, Jay. I really want to see Fable. Yeah. Where's that game? I want to see Honestly, Fable. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was there. But uh, uh, Xbox, I think, are a lot more friendly with their Game Awards trailers. Sony, not so much. True. I think anything Sony-related, we're not going to see as much of, if not at all. True. Sony wait to leave theirs until they do state of plays or showcases. So... Or like Tokyo Game Show or something like that, you know. They're a lot Jay, less I'll likely. To be honest, thinking about it, I'm not sure if there's that many games which I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for Starfield, I'm excited for Fable, I'm excited for Hogwarts, but like, there's, I don't think there's many games where I'm like, man, I can't wait to play because like a lot of them are out now that I haven't played yet, you know. So yeah. like Horizon and God I feel War, like so. uh, I'm actually very tempted to still get Forspoken, but I think I'm going to wait until it's um, slightly cheaper. I think that's a good idea. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of games I'm looking at right now, like even the new Need for Speed, where I'm kind of like, I will play it, but it won't be until it's like super cheap. That will come to Game Pass, mate. Yeah, I'm hoping so. It will. It will. Yeah, I mean the other ones did, so yeah, you're right. Right, Jay, shall we move on to and play some games quickly? Okay. What do you want to play? Guess who's review? Is it your turn? Is it? It is. So we pick a random game review, and we pick three quotes from the game review around about a random game. And we have to uh, basically guess the game. So this week, I've got the quotes. Jay's got the guess. Jay, without further ado, when are you ready? What are the scores on the doors, by the way? 35 to 34 to me. Oh, Jesus Christ, it's tight. I feel like you've got an advantage recently. I'm not sure if you've done that, but okay. Right. I think this one's pretty okay, actually. Okay. So, whenever you're ready, off we go. Yeah. Quote number one. Despite being a game with no dialogue and no cutscenes, <coughs> except for when you boot up the game and after you slay the final boss, there is a story here told in entry logs you can hunt down and unlock for items and enemies and environments. Okay. I've got a, a brief guess, but right, I need to hear it one more time. Okay. All right. <laughs> Despite being a game with no dialogue or no cut and no cutscenes, no except dialogue. for when you boot the game up and no after you slay the final boss, there is a story here told in log entries you can hunt down and unlock for items, enemies, and environments. This may or may not be true. Okay. But I want to guess Hades. Okay. Because I'm not sure. There is dialogue, but there's no like there's no dialogue. You know, it's like it's all written stuff. Sure. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm going with Hades. Final guess? Yeah. That is a fantastic guess, Jay, but not right, I'm afraid. Damn you. But that is a fantastic guess. Okay, so I feel like I'm probably you really are, right. You are along the right lines. Though. Okay, fair enough. I'm hoping this next one will uh, <clears throat> give me some more insight. Quote number two. While you're searching for the teleporter in each stage and fighting Ooh. smaller clusters of enemies, you chat about life and what this item or that one does. I uh, think that's you, assuming you're playing with people. You bugger. I, I think I... Well, yeah, I know what you mean now. This is Risk of Rain, but it's probably two. We'll go Risk of Rain. This is Risk of Rain. It's got to be. Well done! Risk of Rain Yay. 2! Nice! Pog you! Pog you, Pog. Pog. Last Love quote, it. Jake. Risk Love of Rain... That. Well, I would have said this, but Risk of Rain 2... <clears throat> Is a roguelike less concerned with where you're going than the loot you pick up along the way? For the last year it spent in early access, it actually didn't even have an ending, just an endless sequence of repeating levels and yeah. threw more and more enemies at you until you succumb to the inevitably inevit inevitability of math. Yeah. Gotta love it. I can't believe I actually got that. <laughs> that took me the teleporter gave it away. I was like, okay, that's it. If you nice. hadn't said that, I probably would never have got it. <laughs> there you go. I haven't played it either, so that's uh, it's that's a great game, one. but it's very it's very niche. Like you have to like a certain type of game to enjoy that kind of thing. Sure. I probably sure. played the first game hundreds of hours, but maybe the second one only maybe about ten or twenty, maybe. Sure. First game was insane, man. So good. Would you prefer the first one or the second one? Probably the second one, just because of the updated graphics. But the first one definitely has like a certain charm to it that is different to the second one. Okay. Although there's actually an update about that. Um, Gearbox now own Risk of Rain one and two. Yes, I didn't put it on the news, but I should have. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think they they published it before, but now they actually own the whole thing. Shit. I think they oh, bought sorry. out. No, 
Go on, right? Man. I think I think they bought out the company who the devs who made it. Also, um, Gearbox just bought uh, Volition, uh, Saints Row developer. Yeah, that's I didn't like that. Stories. Are you sure yeah, it was Gearbox who bought? I thought I thought it was. Um, is it Mercer? What's the name of that massive thing that recently bought a load of stuff? Oh, um, Embracer Group. Yeah, I thought Embracer bought. Um, I think Embracer owned them actually. I thought Embracer bought Volition, or maybe they yeah maybe they owned them before, but now Gearbox do. Correct. Okay, fair Correct. enough. That's not good because it's an awful company. Awful game. Awful game. Apparently, awful they updated game. it recently. They up they tried to update the game recently, saying, "Oh, the game's completely different now." And go play it, and it's like, "Nope, still the same game." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, fair enough. Uh, oh, Jay, I forgot to mention, I am actually getting a few chivos on World of War that I never got before. Ah, that's interesting. I'm probably, like, um, I'm sure, if I replayed, I'd probably do the same. Yeah, I just thought, why not? You know, might as well. Yeah. Good so idea. yeah. Um. All right, Jay. Next up, we have Pixel Perfect, oh, another wow. game. Okay. I know we've got the full shebang here, mate. Full shebang. I know you're starving, but we'll get there. No, okay, all right. I've just got to find the right. Right. Um, there we are. Oh yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So guys, basically, me and the production team, we. Uh, well, it doesn't help that I can see the name of it too. <laughs> Jay, I'm gonna kill. Uh, I'm gonna. Right, close your eyes for a sec. Yeah. I, mean, I knew it was that anyway, but it's funny that I can see the name of it. That's a good thing it wasn't something else. Oh I didn't know what it was. God. That is really funny. He, to be fair, he has he has done it on the other ones. Yeah. L, you let the team down. <laughs> Alas. That's basically, funny. what happens is you can you can open your eyes now, Jay. So um, basically, um, uh, L pixelates some box art cover. Um, we do try and audio it a little because we know you're listening. So, Jay, what does this look like, I guess? That's funny. I, I think this might have been a different edition because there's, there's like a what looks like a face of an animal, more than likely, um, <laughs> with like the white stripe along the side. So I can I can potentially guess this is like a 3DS or a, uh, well, a DS game of some kind. But then there's, like sure. a, there's a bunch of green and like red around. And I have a feeling this might have been – I have a feeling this, this game had multiple um, – Either versions or like editions uh, that had different colours on the front, and I want to say one of them had like a light blue colour and one had like a green colour. And this is this is Nintendogs. I know that for a start. Okay. But I can't remember if I had the blue one or the green one because I remember I remember seeing both. And this might this might have also also been like some sort of Christmassy type cover as well for some reason. I think I could be completely off there, but I have a feeling it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we have a look? I mean, it's definitely. It is in fact. Dogs. Oh, Jay, which 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 dog? Oh, it's a Labrador on the front. Very good. Very ah, okay. good. Labrador go. friends. Yeah, because I think there was one that had like a different dog on the front, right? Yeah, I think one had just other funny. types of dogs. I'm not a fan of dogs, right? But I played this game when I didn't know. I didn't know I wasn't a fan of dogs. I, right, I hate this, anything with a dog. This game in was the shit. Yeah, it is classic. You, like everyone who had a DS had this. But Josh, but you were talking about Somerville earlier and the fact there's a dog in it. That actually makes me want to play it less. Really? Yeah. I don't like games so with dog you... companions. I'm not a fan. I've got I've got to be honest with you, I think you might be in the minority there. I'm definitely in the minority, hundred percent. If there's a game that has an animal companion that's a dog, I'm a lot less likely to want to play it. What about Fable? Yeah, I mean that's different because I didn't really think about it back then. What about I'm trying. There's a game, really recent game that we've both played. Like if it's a wolf companion, it. cool. But a dog, nah. 
Like a regular domestic really? dog? No. Like it's I've heard the only the only exceptions uh, in like any sort of media recently, I guess, is I Am Legend. It's like the only exception. Okay, fair enough. Like even in the new Pokemon like, game, there's a there's a dog companion of one of the characters that you have to like heal over the course of the game. I was like, I don't care. I really could not give a shit. Right. Okay. I hated it. I was that was like the most annoying thing in the game for me. I hate dog Pokemon too. The thing me. that annoyed me about the ten dogs, Jay, is that I didn't know how to complete it, and that was frustrating me towards the end of my yeah, time. Yeah, no, I I got there in the end, but it was annoying. Yeah. Right. Next up. I, you know, I think I know this is so. It's like a, a, what looks like a sky background. I have a feeling this is a GameCube game because there's like a little purple and black stripe at the top. So I think I'm pretty close with that. There almost looks like some sort of like foresty type, very bright foresty sort of thing at the bottom. And then yeah. it almost looks like a house with like a chimney, I guess. But I have a feeling that's not actually a house. I have a feeling that's actually like the logo of the game at the top there, sort of in yellow. So knowing this, this is potentially a GameCube game, I have a feeling... This might be like Animal Crossing or something like that. I can okay. almost see that there's something else that's similar to that that this might be. But my guess is Animal Crossing. I have a feeling it isn't, but I I, I think it's a Animal Crossing game. Okay. That's my guess. I Any know it's going to be similar. Any guess on the title? Huh? Any guess on the title? Yeah, because like Animal Crossing New Horizons, Animal Crossing. Well, I couldn't New tell you what any of them are called. <laughs> There we go. It is Animal Crossing? Is it like the, the original first one? The Animal first Crossing. One. Nice. Yeah, okay. I nice, got the house. Nice. I got the trees, and yeah, I had, I had a. Jay, any idea on the theme for this week? Um, either some sort of animal theme, or Nintendo. It's either like Nintendo or animals. One of the two. Okay. Last up, I think. Well, no, actually, these are all easy. So, anyway. is the name definitely changed on this one? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, I know this is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, animal, uh, definitely an animal theme going along, but okay, it kind of almost looks like a weird sort of like lavery type <laughs> thing going on. Mustafa, yeah, yeah, it's like some sort sure. of weird lava background almost. But this is this is definitely stray, hundred percent. I can tell that this is this is this stray. This is in fact stray. Three yeah. out of three this week, Jay. Nice Yay. work. Nice I think work. that's my first time getting all three. <laughs> Honestly, like ever. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Right, let's go back to the other screen. Great okay, stuff. Okay. Great stuff. We're there. Great. That was a very, very long show. You and me? That's a long that's a long show. Long show. Long we're there. Show. We've we got lo there. lots to catch up on. And I think one well, hopefully we'll have more to talk about next time we do an episode as well. True. Actually, hope, fair, I, I, when I is the game like was we... it the second? Is that is it that close? Yeah, I think it's either the second or the eighth. I always get it mixed up. Let's have a look. Are you looking at? Are you looking at? Oh no, I thought you were. Okay, I'll check then. Yeah, so hopefully by the next time we uh, we talk, we'll know. Twelve days till the show. So 28, I think it's the 8th, 7, I think it's the 8th, yeah it's okay. the 8th, it's Thursday the 8th, so yeah we've got a while okay. so potentially by the time, next time we uh, talk we'll uh, we'll know what the answers are and we'll have a bunch of trailers to talk about as well, upcoming games, yeah. we might even see a, a trailer for a game we don't even know about yet. 
True. That's very exciting. Yeah. I think um a good catch up, I think yeah, a long episode. To be fair though, Jay, I feel like we get into a good flow about half an hour into the show sometimes, <laughs> you know? I was not even like, thinking about start... it. Honestly. Fair enough. Well, I'm too mad, too mad for my good. Uh-huh. Alright, Jay, to close the show, we have a quote, which uh-huh. I think we might have already used before, but anyway. Remember, no Russian. Oh, is that, that's, two, that's one of, yeah, I was going to say, it took me a second. Oh, I was bro. like, what's he on about? I thought I thought there was more to it for a second, but yeah, no, I know. Nah, yeah. that's it, that's it. Good stuff. Just shouting out cold. A lot of cold going around. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. the cold energy, the I've got cold, to be honest. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Jay, anything else to close from your end? Not right now. I'm sure that's something next right. time. I'm sure there's something I some forgot. Yeah. Nah, there always is, mate. All right, speak to you guys later. Thanks for listening. We will see you soon, I hope. Okay.